Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is director Tim Nakashi. Now, we should just call this episode uh, Getting to Know Tim Nakashi. Yes, that's the title of today's episode of Love Alexi. This is a good one. I feel like me again. I don't know why. I, I always love every episode of my podcast. I'm not going to lie. They're all special and different and unique in their own strange, interesting, exciting ways or what have you. Uh, but this one, I just felt like I was talking to an old friend and uh, we talked about everything I love talking about. Creativity, the creative process, relationships, existential dilemmas and just thoughts and feelings and uh, movies and making stuff just, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I, I, I pretty much talk about all those things in every single episode and, uh, you know, I'm pretty much every single episode I managed to, uh, share the, the fact that I'm an Aquarius. So maybe every episode is exactly the same. Maybe I'm just living in some episode of, you know, maybe my podcast is some weird version of Groundhog's Day or whatever, but to me, I feel like I'm onto a new thing and by a new thing, I'm back to my old self, which is actually where I want to be because I think I got off track for a little bit for a little while and I wasn't super happy and I felt like a little bit, I don't know, I felt a little bit lost, like existentially lost or what have you. Anyway, but what I'm saying is I'm back on track. I feel, uh, you guys can tell me what you think and feel. I feel like I'm back on track with this episode of the show with my new best friend, director Tim Nakashi. What has he made? What has he done? Well, first off, how fucking dare you? You can't just trust my taste that this guy is a is a genius, is a master of all trades. Um, all right, I'll tell you what he's been up to. Uh, he's made a lot of stuff. He's worked with a lot of cool, funny people. Um, you can actually just go to his website, timnakashi.com. I really hope that's it. I don't want to double check it. I'm too lazy to double check. I'm pretty sure that's it. You can always just Google him on the World Wide Web, but I'm pretty sure his website is timnakashi.com, unless for whatever reason it's like, I don't know. I don't know, something kooky, but I think I think he's better than that. I don't think that's the case, or it's like .org or something, whatever, but I don't think so. Anyway, um, yeah, he introduced me to a phrase called like the economy of time or time economy or whatever, which means like, you know, you pay attention to, to time and you meet your deadlines, you set fucking deadlines for yourself so you get shit done because that's what you need to do to get fucking shit done. When you're a freelance person and you're a creative person and you need to build structure into your life and you need to set a fucking deadline and then work your ass off in whatever way you can to meet that deadline. Um, But back to what he's done. He has directed... one of my favorite uh, OK Go videos and he came up with the idea for it and it's just like this beautiful video and he's uh, worked with Maroon 5 and Danny McBride and Walton Goggins and uh, it's done hilarious stuff for like Comedy Central and, you know, oh, and worked with uh, former Love Alexi podcast guests, Doug Pound and Brent Weinbach and uh, just like it's a whole, you know, just back to the whole tapestry and family that I've created here. Uh, on this podcast. Everybody knows each other. And if they don't, they all become friends. And I started out with no friends until this podcast. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got to book a guest. And then all of a sudden I got to have a guest on and we talk for like four hours and then I worm my way into their life. And then I'm like, oh, do you have any other friends that I should have on the podcast? And from there, I've uh, acquired a whole family of uh, cool, neat friends and people um, that I can hang out with but I actually prefer not going out. I prefer staying in the comfort and coziness of my own house 
aka the Love Alexi Recording Studio. Anyway, do you get the gist of it? Just go to his website. He's done a lot of cool stuff. He made a short film. Tim made a short film called Time is a Place. And it's uh it's futuristic, scientific, existential, a love story. It's like you don't it's like you don't know what's going on. It's uh it's fascinating and interesting, and you're like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? It's a short film uh that he's making into a feature. And uh, you know, just go to his website, I said. It's also gonna have a proper release somewhere uh in the world, but uh that's neither here nor there. Um it's all available on his goddamn website. I do wanna tell you, um, and he's done lots of other stuff too, by the way, but uh I've had a lot of caffeine and I have a lot of thoughts and feelings and things I wanna tell you about my week, things that actually just happened like maybe an hour ago that I'm gonna get into. And I'm going to get into it now or else this intro is going to be like a 45-minute intro. And I don't want to do that. And you don't want that. All right. I had such a weird week. I just got back from the ear, nose, and throat doctor. And by the way, Tim, I hope I did you justice and you're not mad at me. We can still be friends uh, based on that intro and the way I set you up. But I think the, the episode speaks for itself. Did I say you're a talent? Yes. Did I say you're a mad genius? No, but I just did. Um... Did I say you're my new best friend? I also said that in a platonic way because he's in a 10-year relationship. So uh, mind your own beeswax, everybody. And I'm also in a great relationship. So there you go. Potential double date in the future. Anyway, I just got back from the... Oh, my laundry's done. Oh, it's just funny because in the episode, that happens as well. During the episode, my laundry gets done. But we recorded this a few days ago, the episode, but now... uh, I'm recording the intro on another day on a full moon, which is probably why I'm more loopy than usual. It's a full moon. It's a full moon in Taurus, and I am just about to get my period. So if I get my period on a full moon, you know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, um, I just got back from the ear, nose, and throat doctor because my hearing has... Uh, just it's I. I'm always saying what? Oh, could you, what did you say? Wait, say that again. Like that's happening all the time lately. So I had this plan. Like part of me was like, oh my god, did I date? Is that how many drummers I dated? Is that what happens when you're a girl who dates too many musicians in her lifetime? So, but I was like, fuck, no, 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 no. That's too easy even though I never wore earplugs when I would stand side of stage watching one of my ba- boyfriend's bands play or whatever uh, because I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, but I was like, no, that's too easy. I'm still kind of young, maybe. Maybe. It must be because uh, I have a lot of earwax in my ear. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go make an appointment and I'm going to get all the earwax sucked out of my ear, get it all cleaned out, and then do a hearing test to see how my hearing is. And surely when my ear hole is no longer like, you know, filled to the brim with like just like compacted uh, earwax, that I probably like I push a lot of it in because uh, I use, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just wish I never started telling you guys the story. I use Q-tips all the time, which, and I already knew this, Doctors say, ear, nose, and throat, ENT doctors say, don't use Q-tips. You're not supposed to touch your eardrum. You're not supposed to, you know, it just packs the wax in. But then I'm like, I'm not a fucking monster and I want people to think I'm fuckable. So I use 
a Q-tip because I don't want to like be standing next to some cute guy, aka my hot hunk of a British boyfriend. I don't want to look in my ear hole and see some kind of weird, disgusting chunk of bullshit. So I use a fucking Q-tip, all right? Anyway, I go to the ENT today. And uh, I hadn't been to an ear, nose, and throat doctor for like years. The last time I went was because I had an ear infection. And I was going to get on an airplane um, to go visit an ex-boyfriend who was in a band on tour. And I remember, and I had an ear infection. I didn't want to get in a plane with this ear infection, so I wanted to, I wanted to you know, get to the bottom of, it, bottom of it and heal it all up or whatever. And I remember being so irritated by this doctor because he was like, oh, what do you do for a living? Which is like a big question with West Hollywood or Beverly Hills, Cedar sinai doctors, uh, because everybody wants to know if you're famous, if you're in showbiz, if you're making a lot of money, if you're doing anything of note. And uh, he was like, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I'm I'm a writer and I'm an actress. I don't know, whatever. He was like, what do you what are you traveling for? And I went, oh, I'm going to go visit my boyfriend. He's, uh, he's like, oh, what's your boyfriend do? I went, oh, he's in a band. He's, he's on tour. I'm going to go watch him play. He's a drummer. Um, and the doctor goes, oh, you're a groupie. And I was like, my face just fell. Like it was so irritating to me. Uh, I was like, uh, no, I'm not a groupie. I, I actually have a career and a life all my own. And, a, and groupies actually just they, they just, they just follow bands around and just like live to, you know, I don't know, suck band dudes' dicks or whatever. Like they just, that's their entire life is dedicated to men in bands and following them around and not having life all, all their own. I was like, I write, I make stuff. I'm just visiting them for the weekend just to say hello or else we won't see each other for like a month and a half. And the guy's like, no, you're a groupie. You're a groupie. And I was so fucking angry. Like I got the stuff I needed, blah, blah, blah. He gave me a prescription. My, my ear healed up. But I was like so irritated. I was like, fuck that guy. And I never forgot that moment of like just feeling like, like how could this guy not understand what he's saying is offensive? And like, oh, how could he just reduce me to that? Like, am I that? But I'm not. And I wasn't and, and whatever. Anyway, but I was so fucking livid. But then four years later, where I want to have my ears cleaned out, I didn't know who to call and I had like the ENT number in my phone. So I made an appointment with uh, with the same office, but there are a ton of different ear doctors there. So I had like a, a technician, not the original offender, um, try to clean out my ear. And I made sure to tell her, I was like, she's like, oh, I see that you saw Dr. So-and-so four years ago. I was like, yes. And by the way, cause this, this, she was a woman, so you know, I, I just felt like she would get it, especially in this climate where it's like, you know, everything's coming to the surface. Uh, everybody's talking about all the feelings and everything they've been repressing and upset about, uh, you know, as a woman, as you know, just whatever. Um, it's all we're talking about everything now. We're not alone anymore. We can talk about all the injustices, however big or small. And this, for me, was like a paper cut injustice where I was just like, oh, god damn it so irritating, just annoying. Like it didn't, didn't kill me. I'm not traumatized, but I'm just like, fuck. It's like stupidity and this guy's lack of just like, ah, it's just so annoying and disrespectful. Um, but I told that, I said that to her and she went, you know what? That's so funny that you say that because Dr. Dr. So-and-so said the same thing to me when I told him I like the band Metric and I was going to go to see one of the, I was going to go see a, uh, 
metric play at the, you know, whatever palladium. And I was like, are you fucking serious? I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. The, the fact that I opened my mouth about this tiny injustice and then she met me with like, not only did she uh, feel annoyed with me, but she'd gone through the exact same thing where this dude just fucking walks around the office calling girls who enjoy music or, you know, potentially dating musicians, uh, groupies. So he can go fuck himself. Anyway, um, so I was really excited to have this cozy moment uh, in the office until, with this woman, until she just starts trying to use this machine to suck wax out of my ear. And I was like, by the way, once you get it out, uh, I don't know if this is gross or whatever, but uh, I'd like to see it. And she goes, no problem. Are you kidding me? She's like, that's all I do is put, uh, you know, sucked out wax into jars, <laughs> into jars or plastic containers that women and men can take home to show their significant others. And I'm like, really? Oh, great. So I was like having a great day at, at the, the doctor's office. And uh, so she starts trying to suck this stuff out of my ear. And side note of a side note of a side note, I feel like this weird device they stick in your ear to suck wax out, the sound it makes, it's kind of like white noisy, but it's so loud and intense that surely you're hurting your, your hearing using this device. And I'm only trying to, I mean, I'm sure you're not, but like to me, it just seemed like A plus B, whatever, like how can you not be damaging your eardrums somehow and diminishing your, your, your hearing somehow with this loud, loud suction bizarro device shoved in your ear, but whatever. I was like, well, I'm, I just wanted to get that jar filled with wax or whatever and put on my mantle. So I was like, fuck it. Anyway, um, even though the whole goal was to suck the wax out so I could get my ears tested and see if like maybe my hearing would improve and now I could stop saying what like over dinner uh, with friends. She sticks the thing in my ear. She's trying to suck stuff out. And she's like, wow, you know, you're from, you know, uh, just your ear looks pretty clean, but there's like a layer of wax um, on the bottom. And uh, like, my, I think a bottom of your eardrum, I don't know, whatever. And she goes, it just looks like a little bit, but really the thing is it's so in there. It's so like compact and hard that we can't get it out. So, uh, and... <sighs> So she tries to do it in the right one. She can't get anything out. She starts, she sticks this like needle that's like probably like, oh my God, it's like three feet long. Well, that's a lie, but it's like a really long needle. She sticks that into my ear and she's trying to like, she's like, oh, it's like rocks. It's like hard rocks in her ear. She's trying to break up the rocks and she's trying to like core out this thing with this like intense, like scary, thin, sharp, long needle. I'm afraid she, like if this were like some kind of Freddy Krueger movie or something, it's like, this is like my nightmare. And all of a sudden she turns into Freddy Krueger and like pierces out my brain or whatever. Anyway, and I just die and it goes through my eyeball. Anyway, it is close to Halloween. So my thoughts go there, but so she can't get it out on the right side. And she's like, I really don't feel like the wax is, um, is diminishing your, your hearing. So let's not worry about that. I'm going to move over to the left ear. Um, she goes over to the left ear. She says, it's even worse. This wax is so jammed up inside my left ear and possibly affecting my hearing. Uh, and she can't, she can't fucking core it out. She's like, it's, it's even worse on the right side. And uh, there's no point in doing a hearing test after this because we'd only have one ear to work with. So, uh, so I'm going to prescribe you drops and uh, you're going to have to come back in in a, in a week after using like five drops a day for a week. And the annoying, the even most annoying thing is, even though I did get some kind of like karmic retribution feeling of like, uh, you know, being understood, talking about how the doctor so-and-so uh, called me a groupie and apparently calls every woman he walks past a groupie, 
it was so irritating because my boyfriend only days before, and I don't even want to tell him this because I don't want him to be like, I told you so, which I don't think he would be like, but whatever. Uh, uh, only days ago, he was like, oh, you're going to go to the uh, ear doctor. So uh, did they tell you to use drops to soften up the, the, the wax? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, are you sure? Usually you have to use eardrops to soften up the wax so you can get it out. And I'm like, no, I don't know how they do it in uh, you know the UK, but uh, no, it's fine. Like, I'm just going to go in. I'm just going to suck it out or whatever. Like, no big deal. Oh, my God. So irritating. My boyfriend is a fucking better receptionist uh, and, you know, for an ear, nose, and throat doctor than the people at Cedar sinai who are all boneheads and just like so fucking irritating. Anyway, I do look forward to seeing this technician lady, though, because she was pretty nice. And uh, I don't know. I just hope I can fill up a whole jar full of earwax and put it on my mantle or in front of my front door for Halloween. Fuck. I can't do that because it'll be, Halloween will be over. Anyway, this is, this is neither here nor there. That happened a second ago. Oh, dear Lord. By the way, if I actually put this intro out into the ether, wow. Because a big part of me right now, a huge percentage of how I feel inside wants to re-record this. So we'll see what happens. Um, Anyway, another thing that was ridiculously bizarre this week was, and I don't even know how I got myself in this predicament, but I did, and I do know how. I have this app that I use. I've okay, I use this app. It's called Nextdoor. I don't know if you guys have ever used it before, but it's uh it's like a neighborhood app. You put in you put in your address and you and like if you hear a helicopter, like I hear one right now. Um and a motorcycle. Did you just hear that? Maybe my hearing isn't fucked. Maybe I should just leave the wax in there. By the way, your ears are self-cleaning. That's what I learned. If you if you can take anything away from this episode of my podcast, um Ears are self-cleaning. You're not supposed to use Q-tips. And, you know, there you go. And even people you think uh, are masters at what they do will let you down. You can't rely on anybody. Anyway, okay. So I'm on this app. It's called Nextdoor. It tells you what's going on in your neighborhood, crime, what have you, this and that, the neighborhood gossip. Makes you feel like there's a little bit of community, even though uh, what I found out is that it's extremely racist and filled with crazy people, and I had to delete it. But while I was on it, uh, a few weeks ago, I logged on. I was like, what the hell? Why is this helicopter flying so low in my neighborhood? Turns out there's some crazy guy who had broken into a house, trying to take, tried to take a woman hostage, uh, but he was on all these, like, he was just like, he was on drugs, and he ended up on the roof, and then the cops and the fire department, they all um, showed up, surrounded him, and uh, got him off the roof. In the, in the chain, on the Nextdoor app, there was a comment that said, and I, I, was just, I was just reading the comments, you know, one comment said, oh, how odd, also... A block away, there were um, there were a bunch of mutilated turtles found in a, in in an alley or in a, like in a, whatever in a crevice of some back alley. I don't know, but it said that there are some mutilated turtles found in the neighborhood where this was happening, where this guy was arrested, 
And I clocked that because I thought, whoa, mutilated turtles, fuck. And all of a sudden, because I love turtles, I'm going to say this. Somebody made fun of me that one for one time. I remember meeting, you know who I met? I don't want to say who, because you probably like her, because she's like a cool musician girl that, that people love. I'll just say, I'll just describe her. She's angelic. You're never going to guess. She's angelic, ethereal, dreamy, beautiful, very cool. If, if you like her, it means you're cool. You might not even like her, but you probably tell people you like her because it means you're cool. She's very fashion forward or whatever. Anyway, I met her through a friend of a friend and we were like the three of us are getting drinks and my friend and I had gone to the self-realization center in Malibu. This will be a 40 minute intro actually. Well, those are the breaks. Anyway, my friend and I had gone to the self-realization center, which is a meditation, uh, beautiful retreat sanctuary, uh, in Malibu and there are all these, there's a beautiful lake. It's the Lake Shrine Realization Center or what have you. And there are swans and fish and turtles. And it's so great to just walk quietly in this beautiful area and see, see all these things. And I remember we went and met up with this musician girl and I'd never met her before. And we all got a drink and we told her that we went to the Lake Shrine uh, self-realization center. And I said, yeah, and there are turtles. It was so great. Like, you know, and she went, excuse me. <laughs> and I went, there are turtles. There were turtles there. And I was like, it's really nice to see turtles. And she was like, turtles. <laughs> and then she looked at, uh, at our mutual friend who I was, who I was dating at the time. And he like laughed with her and she was like, turtles. <laughs> And I was just like sitting there deadpan, just being like, are you fucking kidding me? And just to myself being like, oh my God, I fucking hate you so much right now. You are such a fucking cunt. Anyway, um, so I, I have a, you know, I like turtles. Okay. And then since then I've been to, uh, and I don't like being made fun of it uh, for that. Um, and I, I also, I, I saw turtles at the Descanso Gardens in Pasadena. Very cute. Um, there are turtles at uh, Two Bunch Palms, which is like this place I like to go to. I've been there twice. Super romantic getaway and like, you know, whatever, desert hot springs or whatever. I love turtles. And there are, there are turtles in the neighborhood that I live in that you can walk past that are just outdoors. They're just in this little pond and they're next to, um, they're next to this place that I go to called Scent Bar on Beverly Boulevard. And I just, whenever I go to Scent Bar, because I love, uh, I love perfumes. I love being in there for ages and smelling all the different perfumes. And one of the other perks of walking there and walking back home is that I get to pass by this beautiful old timey shop, this cool Los Angeles shop that probably hasn't been remodeled. Uh, you know, it's been the way it's been since like the seventies or whatever. Looks like it's out of the movie Shampoo or something. Anyway. There are all these turtles just in this pond outside of this shop, just there. And I always look at them and I'm like, oh my God, it's so nice to be able to walk by a bunch of turtles on Beverly Boulevard. Because whenever I see turtles, I'm in a really, you know, I'm in, I play, put me in a good mood. So going back to being on this app and reading that in the neighborhood, mutilated turtles were found, I was like, holy shit. Oh no. We know how much I love turtles and we know that there are turtles in the neighborhood on Beverly Boulevard. So I fucking was like, whoa, 
gutted, felt bad, didn't really know what to do with this information, whatever. And I had realized that I hadn't seen the turtles. There were no more turtles in the pond um, for the past few weeks. I couldn't believe it. I just noticed that. Anyway, I tell this to my boyfriend. He, you know, he takes in the information. He's like, oh, that's too bad. We go on with our lives. Two weeks later, I see a sign up that says, missing turtles. Turtles on Beverly Boulevard next to Scent Bar have been missing for blah, blah, blah. Uh, If anybody has any hints or clues or information regarding these turtles that are missing, please call me. So I tell my boyfriend, I go, wow, you know what's crazy? I read about the mutilated turtles. Notice I hadn't seen turtles in Beverly Boulevard for a bit. Now the missing turtle sign? This is a lot. He was like, well, you better call. Are you going to call? You got to call. You got to tell him about the thing you read on, uh, that you told me about, that you read on the Nextdoor app about the mutilated turtles. I was like, oh my God, what a crazy situation we found ourselves in. I didn't call. Another week goes by. My boyfriend's like, we pass by the, uh, the sign and he goes, hey, did you ever call this person who put this sign up? And I went, no, I should call. It's a pretty shitty thing. I, I might be the only one with any information. So I called the guy. I leave this message. That seems ridiculous. I'm like, hi, um, hi, this is totally random. My name's Alexi Wasser. I'm just calling because uh, I think I have some information about your missing turtles. And um, yeah, just give me a call back. We get on the phone. I tell him about the next door app. He's like, listen, I can't get onto this next door app. You're going to have to screen grab the stuff. And uh, can, you, can you message the person who made the comment about the mutilated turtles? So I go, sure. I message the guy on, on, the, on the chain in the next door app. I go, hey, totally random. Can you give me any more information about the mutilated turtles that you posted about? I screen grab um, you know, the post and send it to the, the guy who uh, is missing the turtles. I get six comments back from the guy I messaged on the next door app. And his comments are, you fucking moronic piece of garbage, like retarded idiot. Like I just, he just sends me the most like vile, mean email. He sends me six more just saying what a, like never contact him again. I'm the, I'm disgusting. I'm just like the weirdest, meanest response to my inquiring about his post about the turtles and like seven of them in total. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? And then I'm like, what an asshole. What a fucking asshole. I'm just trying to be nice and just trying to like connect the dots and be helpful. And then I get a text from the person who is missing their turtles. And he says, hey, wait a minute. I read the screen grab you sent me and it doesn't say mutilated turtles. It says mutated turtles. And I think it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle joke. And I read the screen grab and I realize, oh my God, I read the comment so quickly. I just glossed past it. I read mutilated turtles. The the guy on the app, who's a crazy dick anyway, and that's not even funny. Why is he making a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle joke on this app 
which is absurd, which is weird that it was even on there anyway. No wonder he made a comment. Anyway, I should have known he was crazy. If I had read that it was mutated, not mutilated, I would have known that he was a nut. Anyway, whatever. I read, I, I, I turn the word mutated into mutilated, connected all these dots in my brain based on all my experiences with turtles recently and my deep found affection, profound affection for turtles, being scorned for liking turtles in the past, all my trauma, all this stuff, all these feelings that were just like, just only a little bit beneath the surface uh, about turtles. I, I created this whole story that these, that, that like I knew what happened to these turtles and they had been mutilated and I I had the, the kernel of info and whatever. And when it was all just based in nothing, it was just some fucking crazy goon on, a, on an app, which I've now deleted. I deactivated my account. I've deleted it. It was already insane and weird and, and bits of like racism would pop up from some of the commenters or I guess, you know, like just people in the neighborhood saying just like things where you're like, wait, what? And I don't know. And then this... So then I made, I was like, fuck, oh my God. So then I just had to explain that to the guy who's honestly just doing the best he can to find the turtles that somebody stole from outside of his, of his store. And I went, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just didn't, I just, it was just a cursory glance. I didn't read the word right. I fucked all this up. I made up all this in my head. I am so sorry. Signed, a girl who loves turtles. You know, good luck to you. And I thought he was going to just be mean and just like never write back to me again. And he sent me three more texts. And by the way, I've saved him in my phone as turtle guy. He sent me three texts being like, no worries. I totally get it. Uh, I just really appreciate the warmth of your heart for reaching out and even caring at all. This has really made me believe in people and uh, and how much love and, and affection they can have for for turtles and for wanting to help. So I really, so it was just the weirdest experience. I can't even believe I created and got myself involved in the scenario that is so wacky and random all because I have ADD. Uh, I believe we're all addicted to our phones, but nobody's really focusing on anything, but I'm not going to blame say that about you guys, about me. It's about me addicted to my phone, but not really paying attention to what's going on. So fucked. So I just had to share that turtle story with you. Anyway, other than that, uh, you know what? That's all I got to tell you. That's enough. The turtle story, the earwax story, I'll keep you posted on all of that. I won't even get started on the fact that I'm into cooking now, and I'll tell you about that later. I mean, God, where could that story go? Uh, That's just going to be ripe with anecdotes and uh, gems. You're going to love that story. Stay tuned for that story about me cooking in the kitchen next week. Anyway, now I'm going to say all the stuff that you have to say when you have a podcast, because if you don't, you could shoot yourself in the foot and not have a, a thriving podcast. If you like this podcast and all the turtle stories that come with it, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, uh, tell all your friends, the Lyft driver, the Uber driver you meet, uh, the barista at Starbucks. If you want to donate to the show and keep it going, because this is an independent listener-supported podcast, I am not on a network, please do so. You can uh, subscribe to my Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash Alexi or you can just get right to the good stuff and you can uh, make a Venmo donation. A donation via Venmo would be completely appreciated, no matter how big or small. You can Venmo me at, at Alexi Wasser, at Alexi Wasser. And uh, if you'd like to advertise on the Love Alexi podcast, send an email to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. 
And uh, you can't see all the hand gestures I'm making. My hands are flailing. I've, I'm so caffeinated. I'm like pretending I'm doing stand-up and I'm like talking to you guys. Uh, I think I saw stand-up this week. Uh, I met all my boyfriend's friends for like for the first time officially, all of them all at once. And they were all watching stand-up uh, comedy at the Virgil for Hot Tub. It's, called, it's a show called Hot Tub. And it was great because three of the people performing have been on the show. Reggie Watts, Annie Letterman, Chris Thayer. So I felt very cool that I could be like, I'm friends with the comedians. Anyway, but I have a podcast. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? Um, yes, I'm pointing. I'm flailing my fingers and my hands. Uh, if you and I are not friends on social media, that's crazy. We should totally be friends on all of social media, primarily Instagram, at Alexi Wasser. And uh, you know what? I think that's all I have to say, except for the fact that uh, Tim Nakashi left his sunglasses at my house. So uh, I'm very excited because uh, now we're going to have to see each other again. Maybe I'm going to meet his girlfriend. Maybe it's, I'm going to give him his glasses back on, on our double date or what have you. Who knows? But uh, let's hear it for Tim Nakashi, uh, today's guest on the Love Alexi podcast. Thank you. How was your day so far? It was okay. Can we just jump right into it? Sure. All right. Is it too boiling in here for you? No, it's great. It's comfortable. Comfortable? Oh, my God. All right. Well, first off, thank you for doing this podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Are you on Thanks for having me. Are you on antidepressants by any chance? And what happened to your finger? I think... I don't know. Oh, my know. God. How are we going to do this podcast? I know. This I can't is, believe... I'm realizing this is... Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on. As long as, we, a... as long as we don't spill the water on the device... Oh, that's true. Maybe I should good. watch that. No, no. I'm going to put this here. Yeah, I was playing basketball yesterday. Oh, I, my God. I know, me playing basketball. No. Wait, well, no, no, no. I, I didn't I mean it like this, that. This is my own uh, version of like uh, body dysphoria that I'm, I love basketball and I just play it all the time. Why should you? I'm short. But, how, um, how tall are you? Yeah, so I can't tell. Does this look like it's broken? Oh, it's my God. Broken. Did the doctor say it's broken? I haven't gone. I was just thinking, I just got this at CVS and I was going to. Oh, okay. Let's just to the listeners, this is an auditory thing. Yeah. Uh, Tim just took off his, uh, what, what would you call that? Uh, finger splint. Yeah, finger splint. That you bought it. I can't believe I was able to like remember that word or yeah, that phrase. Yeah, pretty good. I'm glad that you came up uh, with that word because uh, I have no idea what to call you it. You just got that at CVS? Yeah. I mean, right after I played basketball. Does your like, fingers, does it smell funny? Does it smell funny? Because you know when you put in a band-aid or a thing like that, it makes it smell like, like it's like, like weird. Like, like a belly button. Yet. Okay, yeah, good. Exactly. We don't want that. Okay, good. No. Put it back on. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what if it God. just filled the room with like an awful odor oh, and you had the rest of this time to live in that? This moment is like animated and it's got like this like uh, like when when a, when a character in a cartoon like is thinking about dinner and there's like a yeah. like a pork chop in his thoughts. Yeah. And it's like in has like the wavy lines. It's a finger splint. It's a finger splint and like yeah. potentially smelling like a belly button. Anyway, yeah. when are we going to start? Not there yet. When are we going to start this podcast? I don't know. This is gold. Oh, God. <laughs> um, wait, how tall are you? Mm. He's five like, seven, five seven, something like that. You look so adorable. I'm not a tall man. You look like you're so adorable with the finger splint, then trying to drink the water and hold my old timey ridiculous microphone. I love the old timey ridiculous micro- handheld microphone. Oh God! It's open mic night. It's open mic night at Alexi's house. It is. Are our phones off? Our devices? Oh, um, I hope so. Wait, can like I like t- really turn it off? I mean, not really turn it off. I'm just, okay. I turn the volume on. Wait, I'm gonna. Can I take a photo of you? Sure. One, two, three. Nailed it. Okay. 
<laughs> um, this is kind of bizarre. It's going to be distracting because it looks like I'm, I don't know, pointing at something. Like really. I'm going to Insta story this too. I could, uh, yeah. I mean, why not? Oh, God. I put that thing on Instagram where I, like you save your, like. You save your highlights? Not that I save my highlights, which I do, but I do this thing where, um, so you don't, so you're not always on Instagram. Like you set a timer. So I only allow myself oh. 30 minutes. Have you seen this screen time? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't want to do it. You didn't want to do it. You're like, I'm all in. I'm addicted to Instagram and I don't give a fuck who knows. Well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's like a different relationship to things that I'm addicted to, I suppose. Are you, you, know? are you addicted to it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I really don't. I, you don't? I do. I have been looking at the thing that tells you now, Apple, like how much time you spend every week on stuff. Yeah. And it's a good amount. It's but a good amount. Do you ever look at that? Yeah, I just started. And that's, I, that's why I was like, I'm going to only do a half hour because it says I do three hours a day on Instagram. Yeah. What about right. you? Same? It was like, it just said over the course of the week, seven hours. I didn't think that was too bad. Honestly. Oh, I'll check again. But then... It was like, that means an hour a day. Yeah. And, but frankly, it is entertaining. Like yeah. I'm looking at stories like three times a day, Yeah. 20 minutes. I don't know. And do you get inspired by it? Yeah, totally. Like, oh, so I follow a lot of people that inspire me, honestly. Oh, so there you go. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess it's uh, it's a write-off. Yeah, what if so I was like, like, no, I don't get inspired. It's all just huge bummer. And I just spend a lot of time in that world, and that's what I like, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that could be the case for a lot of people. Maybe people would hear that on the podcast and go, oh, my God, him too. Well, that is happening, for sure. <laughs> that is, that's like 75% for me. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, this. Look who it is. Today's podcast guest. He's got a finger splint, microphone, and uh, introduce yourself to the world. Hey, it's Tim. <laughs> what? Is this video? <laughs> it's video. Well, it's not a photo. <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay. That was great. <laughs> Wait. That was great. Oh, God. All right. Crushing Here we it. go. We are crushing it. Um, and then we'll begin the podcast. I love, uh, I love your photo on your Instagram. Oh, cool. Thanks. Um, it's at Dave and Buster's. Was it? Mm-hmm. That's what your bio says. But I, I pretended like it was, because well, everybody else was posting about Art Basel. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Art Basel. Or Dave and Buster's. Who, who, who's to say? Who's to say? That's on your bio? Um, Isn't that oh, on your bio yeah, that In the bio, it's in my bio on the website. Yeah. Right. And then I said something about whether, okay, I don't remember where it was. It yeah. was either Art Basel or Dave and Buster's. Or Dave and Buster's. Because it sort of feels the same, I think. I've never been to Art Basel. Basel? Basel? Don't know. Who cares? Honestly. All right. Okay. Art Basel. Art Basel. So you're playing. Wait, where was I going with all this? Okay, so I got your height. Figured, yeah, yeah. We figured basketball. out. We figured out that what happened to your finger, and it doesn't smell like a belly button. Mm-mm. No, but I, I am, I might have injured it. I. I oh God! What are you gonna do? I guess I'm gonna go to the doctor and get are. an X-ray because yeah. then it would be nice to at least know. Is this loud? Oh yeah, keep it close to your mouth though. Is it okay? This is better. That's good. Yeah. Okay, great. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, just you know, don't want to blow out your ears or something. Do it. No, I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. I'd be happy if that happened. Yeah, but I play basketball every week with a bunch of people. It's sort of like an organized pickup game. And who? So, who? Yeah. Um, you know it's me. a bunch of like you know directors and comedians and dorks yeah. and stuff like myself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like Gary Shandling yeah. was on a on a basketball team. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, I could he could have come out there at some point when oh, I wasn't there. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's a few Jesus. people who I think would bring somebody like him as just a casually as a friend, and yeah. the rest of us would have to act like that was normal. That was totally normal. Cover. 
Oh my god, yeah. That'd um, be cool. Wait, are you on antidepressants? I don't know. I'm, I'm no, asking. I'm not. You're not? No. Have you ever considered them? No, I haven't. I mean, like, you know, I don't really get deeply depressed. I get more like I get like this sort of seasonal melancholy, which I almost kind of like. Oh, you or do? Something. But I don't really, yeah. Why do you ask about that? Oh, just because I feel like I'm talking to all my friends and they're all in antidepressants. Oh, yeah? and, and everybody's been moody lately and I have been too. And I don't know if it's anxiety because like I've been very anxious. Sure. So I'm like trying to drink this these like vibes drinks. and mm. uh, But then I'm also like drinking a good. cold brew. Yeah. And a cold brew. And a cold yeah. So it's like maybe it cancels each other out. But then uh, so lately I've just not been asking. Not at all. Not at all? Coffee makes me so happy. Oh, that makes me happy. But then this is supposed to make you mellow, but also happy. That, that does sound like a great Sounds combo Sounds like a great combo. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, uh, so I just like to ask if anybody's on antidepressants. Because then I ask and I find everybody's like, yeah, I'm on a low dose of Lexapro. And we're like... Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like, on a constant dose of coffee. Oh, you sure. are? Yeah. Like, I love coffee. I kind of... I, I went without it for two weeks recently. And I realized, like, okay, I didn't get headaches. I'm not yeah. actually physically addicted to it. I also didn't drink during that time. Oh, alcohol? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I also... Was just like super strict diet. I'm vegetarian. You are vegetarian. Oh, that's what Katow, yeah. previous oh, yeah. Alexi podcast guest. That's right. One of my most awkward conversations, but it was funny that was in a, a good funny one. way. I listened to it. You did for yeah. me. I was like, I don't know what this is. This is not my best work. Oh God, because <laughs> it was like so silent and uncomfortable. But then uh, he's God. good for that. He's I love good for him. the uh, grounded silence or yeah. something. Yeah, he committed to that. Yeah, um, that's really him. Yeah, he's hilarious. But yeah, he's um, and of course he would. The first thing he would say to Kital would would talk about like what I eat because he's such a foodie. Oh yeah, and I mean, a great is, cook and all that. He is. Does he have a girlfriend now? Not my business. I don't know if he does. None of the my moment. business. I mean, is that really your business? It's none of my business. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying since he's such a good cook, I'm like, wow, marriage material. Wait, totally. Like, are you married? I'm not married, but I'm involved. I'm in a relationship. You yeah. are mm-hmm. for how long? For a long time. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Tell me yeah. anything, yeah. Over 10 years, honestly, yeah. What is the I secret? that sounds crazy. No. Um, what is the secret yeah. to being in a relationship? To like being in a healthy, long-term relationship. I would love to know because I'm in a new one. Well, oh. it's, it's been about eight months. Right. I do think there's this kind of like aspect to where from the outside, a long-term relationship seems like kind of like, how does that happen? Like, how do you stay in it? But like, you know... Both people being generally good people, yeah. interesting to the other, and like interesting in the important ways to the other, you know? What are those ways? Well, it's for each person. I, this is just my opinion, of course, yeah. but like, you know, there's like this, there's this sort of day to day of what Alexi likes and is interested in. And that might not be ultimately what is like important for you to kind of like keep you in a relationship. You know, like it's probably some, it could be something more, you know, like, you can think think of like take my shoes off. Don't th- touch me. Think of like ten different like categories of like the way people connect. You know, yeah, from sexually to politically yeah. to whatever, and some bit of those has to really be great. You know, yeah, and in my in my opinion, and so like there's that, and then I think otherwise, you know, relationships sometimes like aren't like so rosy, and so that thing that I was trying to pinpoint, yeah. you know is what keeps you in it, I think, and keeps it. So when you come back around to like, oh, wow, we just spent three weeks like not really liking each other. Now we've come back around. Oh, that happens, doesn't it? I think so. I mean, you know, not really like three weeks of not liking each yeah. other. I, I couldn't imagine that. Like I, I, we never really spent like a day or longer not speaking or something like that, yeah. you know. But I, I'm sure that happens for other people and that's completely acceptable. But like I, 
wouldn't be comfortable with that, really. Yeah, what are the categories? You guys work together? Do you two work? We don't. You don't? Um, is she no. creative? Yeah, yeah. And uh, she writes, and we did try to write something together, and Ooh, we don't really work to, in the well together. You don't? What, how, did that, what, how did that unfold? Well, I mean, she is kind of like someone who wants to, like, follow sort of brew and, like, follow the instincts and and sort of really go deep into something and then sort of feel her way through it. And maybe I'm a little bit more of like a... I mean, I don't really want to make myself sound like like such a... A lame person creatively, but like I might be a little bit more goal oriented, like sort of project oriented. So I'll, I'll sort of say, I think this is what need, you know, using my head, being strategic, sort yeah. of saying, like, I think this is needed. Let's make that happen. Sounds Let's like it would be that. sounds like it would be a good balance if she's one right. completely up op- like the opposite way you work. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a good balance. I just think the problem became like. Uh, it's sort of like the sack race where like we're we're sort of moving at different speeds. Yeah. And one person always felt like the other was like sort of jerking them. There was a lot of uh energy being put into maintaining the, the collaboration and yeah. less into the creativity. And I think that is not necessarily like a well, at the moment I mean, I think we'd come back to more stuff. And when in fact I'm reading what she's her script right now. Oh, you are? Yeah, and giving her like notes. I mean, maybe we were like tiptoeing back into it, but yeah, I, it's not a requirement that you know, obviously, that a couple like work together. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what are your requirements for you? Do you think? Can I ask you? I yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a great question. What are my requirements? Have, why like, would, I would wish I had like a snappy answer for this. Because I wonder what mine are. I don't even know if I like. I guess I feel like I have all these expectations of how right. a thing is supposed to be, and then, but then I also have to realize like. Is other person is just a person and yeah and I will say yeah like I think somebody should be deep like I I would I want to be with people who are deep yeah so like I'm like writing this yeah, down. So <laughs> might want to just write this down <laughs> hello right are we writing <laughs> I know. Um, oh god oh uh, okay <laughs> I think like. Uh, yeah, for your listeners, I just made a, a writing <laughs> made a writing gesture, gesture and uh, it was hilarious. That was really stupid. Um, it was great. And so basically, I I just think like that. It's it'd be hard for me to get like really invested in somebody's sort of like ups and downs and all their other stuff if I didn't really feel like there was something behind it that was worth like you know that they care about the world or that they care about their people who are close to them in a way that's deep, you know, that's yeah. like, that's literally exciting to me, you know. How do you find out if someone's deep or not? What does it mean you to just be ask deep? Him, like, you just you, ask him. Yeah, bro, are you deep? <laughs> um, how, what, do, how do you find out if someone's deep? You just know? What, are, just, like, what are the telltale? <laughs> uh, yeah, really though. No, so how would you find out? I'm just so confused. I don't even mm. think I can trust my own brain anymore. I'm completely confused in my life right I now. I understand that. Do you really? Sure. You I caught me in a weird moment today. Have I really? I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. Did I seem anxious when I opened the door? A little bit. Really? Yeah. The I'm way like, you opened up the little uh, oh, the yeah. little door within the door, <laughs> and you're like, Tim, good, check. All right. Okay. Hello. Yeah. And I rang your doorbell, and I instantly heard something like fall in the apartment. Did it? Well, it was it was really funny for me because it was like a thing. You know. I wonder what fell. Oh, no, I think I just closed the laundry door. Okay. Yeah. I probably made you sound like. A mess. Some kind of like not. slapstick you character. Got I got this. Um, we got two handheld mics. We got, we got everything we need. But as far as like how to figure out if someone's deep, how to suss that out. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think you can really get that a lot from. 
You just know, right? Either essence, the vibe, you just pick it up. I do think so, yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably being good at sort of canceling out the other things that are like distract, distractingly attractive or whatever about those people and going, what about this one thing? Am I feeling that that is real? Yeah. That like that important thing, if it's, if it's being deep or if it's like, could be something else. It could be like, oh, they keep me guessing. That's important to me. Or they're yeah. got great style or some other thing. Let's know. go back to, so it's depth. Yeah. Depth, chemistry, physical chemistry. Yeah. Writing this down. And, you know, like, like then, then from there, probably for me, because there is this aspect of people in relationships where people like things that are not actually good for them. Oh, really? And I think we all, like, this literally number two or three on our list would probably, we're already tipping, tiptoe into that territory a little bit. Like, for me, I happen to like people who are kind of complicated. Oh, you do? Yeah, like, I like people who have... That's me. ...that have ups and downs, you know? Like this girl right here. <laughs> I'm serious. Right, right, and so that might not be good for me, but I like it. Okay. I'm saying, you know what I mean? Complicated. Like, right. I like that. Like, um, mm-hmm. I'm attracted to that. But, like, is that um, a good thing? It, should, it for seems me to be working. To be, is she complicated? Sure. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, I'm complicated, too, I guess. How probably. are you complicated? Well. And then we'll talk about your career and stuff. How am I complicated? Yeah. Jeez, we'll start the podcast going in a moment. <laughs> um, how am I complicated? I just think that I'm not. Boring. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> not that. What? No, I just think that I'm not necessarily like that comfortable with being upfront about every aspect of myself. You're not that comfortable being upfront with every aspect of yourself. Wow. Who are you, my boyfriend? <laughs> That's weird. And right. I'm, and I'm like, yeah, I'm tell like, me I'm like so original that way, and in, in that I'm like every guy. Uh, no. But is, is that like every guy? Do you think that well, they, that they just don't want to talk about stuff? They're just like. Well, I, I think that, you know, that reveals vulnerabilities. That is not something guys are necessarily, let's call them bred to, to like, they're not encouraged to like be revealing and vulnerable. You yeah. got to instead be, you know, on top of your game. You got to be in different ways. together and in control. In control, right, strong, yeah, powerful, you yeah. know. So that doesn't necessarily go with being, you know, revealing like, the questions I have or the the insecurities or the whatever. Yeah. All right. Go back to this list. Don't you think? Well, I don't know. like what? How? Who? Well, what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just talking. I just think that, you know, that's something that I experience. Probably a lot of men do, but I, I'm sure a lot of women also feel this way. I just think that women are sort of a lo- granted. Uh, women aren't given a lot of things. It's. I think it's tough to be a woman. But I think that they are granted a little bit of like a a sense that there are other women around who are going to listen to their problems and not judge them. And I didn't really grow up thinking like the, my guy friends were good for that. Yeah. Ever. You know? Isn't that why a man will tell his girlfriend that when he gets comfortable enough? But it may take a while. Sure. Maybe that's why you end up in a 10-year relationship because you're like... Yeah. It's hard enough to open up, and when I do, it means something. I'll buy that. Is that right? I mean, yeah. you're in the 10-year thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've only ever been in a five-year thing, but it was so crazy and like hormonal, and it was codependent, but that's what I think love is. Right. Which is problematic when you date somebody who's healthy. But <laughs> yeah. then you're like, what is this? Well, what kind of codependent are we talking? Just like, I love you. I love you. Like, ah. Like, I'm being jealous yeah. and being like, ah. I don't right. know. Like, uh, Sure. Like, I watched your short film. 
Okay. Time okay. is a place. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Of course. I watched everything. Like, oh, cool. um, and I was just like, oh God, is she having an emotional affair on her husband? Oh my right. God. Is she looking for this guy? Is she an EMT? What's going on? Oh my God. That's the kind of love. That's what love should be. He's looking for her. Like, oh my God. Like, is she into some like bummer thing? Is it a metaphor that we're all, we all just settling for some bummer thing? Like, like what is right? What is love? Being unfulfilled, like being sad and lonely next to someone. I was just like, ah, Whoa, anyway. Okay. That's did, amazing did that I get you any said that. It? Thanks. That's <laughs> what it was definitely playing with. And I'm trying to make a feature version that is much more of a, like an extension of that where it just runs into like a whole, it turns into like a missing person story. That's like a, definitely a metaphor. I think of for modern love. If, if I'm doing it right, that's what it is. So. so, and that's why when I go into the Instagram thing, it's like, that's why I feel like you can, it's such like a weird escape. It's such a weird like cubby hole where you can like, I don't know, with DMs and liking stuff and yeah, it's, cool. it's cool, but uh-huh. doesn't it like, but it seems like uh it's another way to like be alone next to someone while they're only people are on their phones together. They're escaping. Right. And then did, did like making that short, make your girlfriend mad. Right. She did say, she definitely was like, are you dreaming? Of are you like, is this you? Like, are you like, yeah, she did. And you know, cause the story is about someone who's having these recurring dreams about somebody else. And, um, yeah, that they'd never met in real life. Right. Or did they, or whatever. There's a lot there that's sort of left. I will not say it reminded me of like a, a better episode of Black Mirror because that would be insulting maybe oh, to you. Oh, whatever. Don't hear. Some, of no, course but, not insulting. Okay, good. It's but amazing. I, you know, I didn't want to just be like, oh, I'm going to reach for that reference immediately because it's so <laughs> odd. But it's, uh, no, I loved it because I only just started watching Black Mirror. So now oh, I'm like, cool. now I'm completely into anything that's like sci-fi, futuristic, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know, existential and asking big questions and all this stuff. Yeah, right. I love the existential question. Like to me, that's like a fun... Not fun. That's stupid. But like, it's, it's I, you know, find it moving, you know, to like look at this aspect of like what, what connection is, you know, and what, and how we can be connected uh, without being physically together or, or of course how being physically together is a certain type of connection that the other type is not and all of that. Yeah. I'm so confused as to like what needs to be. Like within a relationship, hmm. uh, what are the, that's why I was going back, even going back to this list of like, what are the non-negotiables or what's important to you in a relationship? If, if it's like, you know, depth and somebody being complicated or like, you know, you'll never get a lot of my girlfriends and guy friends, whoever, they're all like, you'll never get everything from one person. And I'm like, right. oh, really? Yeah. Cause you can either stay with one person and just like, be like, this is, Pretty great. We got to check a lot of boxes. What do you really need? You good sex. Uh, somebody's kind to you. They they they're good with their word. They're st- you're attracted to them. They're they're stylish. I think that's an important thing. Right. You know, similar aesthetic. Uh, I was just thinking if I was single, like, and if I met person somebody and I just they wore like some kind of pair of shoes that I couldn't stand. Right. How sm- small a detail that would be, but that would mean something when you're like. Oh, That'd be a tough God. one. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. It was it just like be. just like little things where it's like, oh, this guy is almost everything I want, but then that other, then there's like one detail, and the other person was almost all the thing. Everybody's different. I right. don't know how close you can swim up to perfection and what that is, and who the fuck do I think I am to like? Yeah. Anyway, I'm feeling a lot of feelings. No, but that's <laughs> true. I mean, I do think in like the in t- today, there's this feeling of like FOMO that is. It genuinely like that's a stupid term, but like it is a genuine thing that's going on where we sort of feel like, wait, I know that I'm I've been told that I'm supposed to 
not expect everything out of this individual, but at the same time, you know, we are kind of exposed to like 20,000 other people through the internet probably as a part of it. Curated to be their most glamorous, beautiful, interesting, absolutely, you know, version of themselves that we're seeing. Right. Like astoundingly incredible people. And And astoundingly incredible relationships are like Gigi Hadid and whoever her boyfriend is like loving each other online. I was, right. uh, I was taken back by, uh, the, the Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. I was like, I, know. I was like, why aren't we like that? I, is, like, I, know. Exactly. I was like, why aren't we getting our matching like, tattoos? That, that can happen. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's a feeling of kind of like, there's, even though it's over now it, and now it's over, but there's this feeling of, yeah, it's just a feeling of like, um, are we, am I striving for the right thing? Okay, now I'm with this person. Oh, for like 10 minutes there, I felt bored with this person. Should I listen to that? Like, should I should I feel that way? And like, should I feel that and like let that get me out of this relationship? Or should I just say to myself, like decide, oh, that's a thing I can deal with and that's something I should deal with. There's this sort of, I feel like we're still evolving our idea of like should in terms of like, do I stay in this or don't I? To you know, as a society or you? As in, yeah, in relationships, as individuals in relationships, I think yeah. we're at a time when there's kind of like a new level of FOMO basically out there. Yeah, that is an existential threat. Um, but I also think, you know, it's we're modern people. We're looking at Instagram, and we should we're st- we still have to just listen to our what's in our gut, you know. When it comes to relationships. Oh, yeah. You have your intuition to guide you. Yeah, you, you only well, have your intuition. It's all you're ever going to have, you know. And if it happens to be newly modified and amplified by the black mirror world we're living in, then I guess that's the game we have to play a little bit. So, Oh, did you see the episode with... Uh, we will start this podcast any minute. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> okay. Did you see Press record where, anytime. Anytime. Um, did you see the episode where it was like Toby... I can't remember what his last name. Uh, whatever. He's some Hollywood hunk, but he's British. Anyway, uh, where he... Where you had the device, which I wish yeah. we really did have, where you could like rewind time and like see what... like. And he finds that his wife cheated on him. Oh, yeah. Insane. Yeah. But where were we before that? Oh, yeah. So your girlfriend asks you, was this about you, your your short film? Oh, yeah. She, well, yeah, she asked. And basically, it was just funny because I had to sort of think about it a little bit myself. Like, oh, my God, is this about me? Like, I am not literally somebody who's having recurring dreams of somebody else. But, you know, I do think we all... I actually, I don't think I'm that person, but, you know, I think in in a way we're all kind of subjected to these other realities, like when we spend two hours a day on Instagram. Yeah. And that makes us hungry for, like, whole totally different lives in a weird way. It sort of feeds something that, you know, it's not something we're, like, necessarily have all of the skin to necessarily know how to react to and muscles to push against or whatever. Yeah. And I think some of that, you know, we all, obviously it's um, a little bit just like we're, we're new to like a certain type of exposure to, you know, other people's lives and, and other people. And it, it, it just brings a lot of questions in our head. And I think, you know, I don't have like a problem with that necessarily, but if I'm being honest, like, yeah, you know, I think we're all sort of feeling a little bit of the strange pull to like 
be somebody who we now follow on Instagram. The strange pull to be someone we follow on Instagram? Kind of. Or like, or to be, do you mean like, to be like them or be like a couple or be like, a, like how? Any of these things. I just think, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's like an aspect of the FOMO or the whatever that's going, that we feel when we go on Instagram that's like kind of psychotic. Yeah. Where um, I don't necessarily care about uh Gigi Hadid, what's her Gigi name? Gigi Hadid, or, or, or yeah, or Ariana <laughs> oh Grande. Or, um, yeah, that really hurt. The look on your face when I said no! that. No! I know that hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to say it wrong. That's okay. I just don't say her name very often. Uh, forgive me. But Isn't case, it exciting to say it today? Gigi yeah. Hadid. Gigi Hadid. Like, yeah, that's sort of an ideal for others like that I don't have. You know, yeah. like that's, I'm not like really worried about what her life's about. But like, yeah. You know, some other like artist out there or whatever, I might, you know, and I'm probably striving to, in some way, inspired by or wanting to keep up with that person. You know, keeping up with the Joneses is like a classic thing. In a creative way. Yeah, in a creative way. Yeah. I mean, well, I think I'm a creative person. You are. So, like, my work, well, thanks for saying that. Okay. My my work, my (laughs) emotional life, my ego, all of that's like wrapped up in you know, creativity and stuff I'm thinking of, stuff I'm making. So naturally when I'm on Instagram, I'm, you know, I'm looking around at people that inspire me. And then as a part of that, there's a comparison aspect that we're all doing that I don't think we used to be doing necessarily as much. Oh God, because we didn't have the access to it or like to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we were used to just be spending time like making a story up in our head and you I know. still do that. So now we got Instagram and the, the the voice in my head that never stops going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you meditate? I don't really. You but don't? I mean, I think I'd like to start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't meditate. Do you? Uh, I should. No. I started uh, chanting, like Buddhist chanting, mm. which is like meditation, which is like, but you, except you say this chant and uh, yeah. it gets you grounded and makes this vibration go through your body. So it makes you just that's like, nice. I like doing that. But I uh, like playing music. You know, that makes and me feel record better. it and then... Uh, you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you, the whole soundtrack for uh, oh, yeah. your short was you. That's true, yeah. You're so completely talented. How do you oh, get this way? Where were you born? I, where, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta. but I grew up in Florida. You grew up in Florida? Yeah. What part of Florida? Um, the North Central, Gainesville, Florida. How weird is Florida? That's so weird. I grew up in Florida, not oh. Florida. Oh. You know what I mean? Florida. Florida. What's the difference? It's almost the I mean, north part of it's almost the south. People like outside of town like have horses and you know yeah. rednecks and flip flops. That whole that's my people. Those are your people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what's Florida? What's Florida? Yeah. That's the south of Florida, closer to Miami, where it's all of the people who who retire in the northeast of the U.S. It's, it seems that they're man, it's mandatory they move to Florida. Oh. And so it's like old Jewish ladies, absolutely living in the sun. Yeah, I know. I George grew Costanza. up even in North Parents. Central Florida. I grew up knowing so many people who had, um, you know, Jersey accents. Yeah. And so that's Florida down there. So how did that inspire your work, or and when did you come to Los Angeles? Ten years ago. You came to Los Angeles ten years ago? Yeah. Oh. But like, you know, I was trying to, I I came here to try to be a filmmaker. And, you know, before that I was doing some music and painting and. You paint, you make music, you direct. I'm just. You write? Sure. I mean, you do too. I mean, you do like, you know, 20 different things that are amazing too. How do you balance all this stuff? And thank you for saying Um, that. That was very sweet. I mean, 
How do you balance it? I don't. Is your brain just going all over the place all the time? A little bit. It is? Yeah. Like I, I it's a little bit of a problem. It is? Mm-hmm. Why? Like how? Well, like I'll have like a drum beat running through my head that I just made up while I'm having a conversation. Yeah. That's how I'm like that my movie where it's sort of like, it feels a little bit like I feel like I've worked in like recent years to recognize that like, I literally do have several tracks like going in my brain all the time, you know, where I'm kind of like, I'm having a conversation with you and you say something and it makes me think about like this thing I was working on. Like, oh yeah, this character, she could also, you know, do X, Y, or Z. Yeah, that's why I'm writing in her book, her in her notepad. Yeah. And, you know, then I'll kind of be like, okay, bookmark that. Don't forget that. And then while we're still talking, which is impolite. No, I'm doing the exact same thing. Okay, well... I was completely thinking, I was like, I'm making notes to myself, mm -hmm. blah, blah, like having a conversation in my brain, stepping outside of myself, looking down. You do the same thing? Yeah, I mean... Does your girlfriend do the same thing? Not so much. And we that's a little bit of a thing that we... uh, Relationships are the worst. (laughs) They were relationships. Just kidding. They're so complicated. You've got to like talk. They are. People mirror each other. They show you who you are and how you're different. And then you you get so close to someone, they know you enough to like judge you. It's so uncomfortable. Exactly. And you don't want to be comfortable in relationships like in a certain way. You want to be like inspired and like on fire. You don't want to be roommates yeah you know comfy with like oh yeah you're doing your thing and i agree to disagree bro you know like you don't want that in a relationship you want so it's really hard to you know be on fire when you absolutely disagree with something they're doing and then sort of like so i don't know how people who are really on opposing sides of like politics or certain things i just don't even know how they do it yeah give me and the listeners advice so best since you've been in a 10-year relationship yeah uh what you do if you have like a moment where you disagree and you're completely different, but then life keeps going and you live together and you're still in the, you live together, right? Yeah. And you're still in the relationship. You just wake up and it's a new day and you just brush it under the rug. Even if it's like, no, you, feel, you just make snarky comments. You do. Yeah. You just, Forever? If you're, but if you make like a really funny one and they feel burned, then they'll just shut up. Oh my God. No. <laughs> I'm just so confused. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm I, don't, I mean, that was a, that was that a was joke. A Total joker. No, but no, but you do kind of like, you can do whatever, you know, you could, you could decide, no, we, we can't go to bed tonight. Light a candle. We're going to sit across from the table and have this conversation about oh. not going to sleep until we, I'd never done that. I get tired. Oh God. Uh, but like, <laughs> you know, or there's the, yeah, you might wake up and feel like, we disagreed about this thing and it's, it's like, this is like a real problem. You're going to go on a vacation without me or just like thing that you could imagine. You're saying it's a work trip, but this, you know, I, I, Wait, who's saying what now? Your who girl, is? The I'm girl, just, these are scenarios yeah. that have, have, have come up. You know? Oh, so it's like, you're, like I, like my, the company I'm signed with for like music videos and whatnot, they take people to on vacation. They take their directors like somewhere awesome every year with prostitutes and drugs. Oh yeah. And- the whole thing. I hope not. <laughs> Upset. Why am I mad? No, it, it was not. I think I missed those years for this company. Oh, they, this was it. very tame. Okay. But like basically, but I went because I felt like I should go because I had just signed with them. Yeah. And and she didn't go. And she wasn't invited. She no, she could have. Uh, she just um we have this dog, he's pretty old, and we didn't really feel like anybody could take care of him for like five or six days. And she but she also had work she had agreed to do that she couldn't really get out of. And so Basically, um, I went to like Costa Rica without her. Yeah. And it rained the whole time and it was not that great in terms of like some of the experience. But I mean, I understood why she was annoyed. I was annoyed that that was happening too, but I also went. 
Yeah. So we had to work through that. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing happened. Nothing crazy happened. I rode a jet ski. It was amazing. But But I mean, like, but then when, so you either stay up all night with the candle. Oh, yeah. But you said you fall. It's like you're We're talking about different ways to, like, overcome big like our horrible disagreements or fights happen. And let's say you don't work through them and you both like are still like on opposite ends of the spectrum. But for whatever reason you stay together, we just keep moving forward. You just let it go. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I think that like, well, kind of like, okay. And I don't guess for me that personally, like, again, I don't like to feel super comfortable. Like we're, um, you know, stupidly supporting each other and things that we disagree on. Like, but I'm just going to accept it, right? That's not really appealing. On the other hand, you don't necessarily want your relationship to be overtaken by like a six-day argument on a topic that you may never agree on. So somewhere in between is like what you strive for. Uh, does this sound crazy? No, I love this. This is good uh, for me, all the listeners, relationships in general okay. at large. Glad yeah. I, I'm glad I could contribute in yeah. some way. But like basically, I just think for me, I happen to you know, feel like people are going to not always agree, you know, and you're, you, am I, I'm not always trying to make the the case for that other person to come to my side, but, but I will when I feel it strongly. Yeah. I I don't really feel a strong desire to like agree on every issue with like a person I'm involved with. Yeah. Because like, um, well, but I think that on that same token though, if she did something that I really didn't agree with and I thought was terrible, it would be tough to let it go. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably really like <laughs> just unaware of, of ways in which like I, I probably... You got to get her on the podcast. Actually, she's going to be here in a second. Oh, like, oh, she, that's why I was kind like, of weird oh. when, when I opened the door when you first got here. I thought it was going to be her. I was oh, going to hide her in a closet. Camera crew was going to get it. it. But wait, so, okay. My favorite show from like the early 2000s is Cheaters, by the way. Oh, I forgot about that show. So greasy. I feel like a lot of that took place in Florida. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That was like mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Or early 2000s, I was thinking. Oh, early aughts. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but you said, okay, so you do all these things. Jack of all trades, master of all those trades. Mm. Uh, oh, and then of so course, you've got like, so, uh, yeah, it's true. So you're doing music, you all the stuff that you said that comes up in your relationship where it's like you've got all these things going in your brain all oh, at yeah, once and all this sure. stuff. And that can be an, an issue and everything. But like, how do you. Oh, yeah. That, I, I was feeling like on that, just to finish that, yeah. thank you for reminding me. I was trying to say that like, I have a thing where, you know, I could be kind of obsessive and Same. sort of just like, um, Aggressively obsessive. Aggressively obsessive. You know, like I'm not That's OCD. Funny. I'm not like OCD where I'm like closing the door three times kind of obsessive. It's just more of like, you know, I have, life has incentivized my uh, obsessiveness. Like by thinking and thinking and thinking about something, I've I've gotten rewarded for that. Yeah. Like in work and creative life and everything, you know. And so it's been tough to kind of push myself away from that kind of burning obsessiveness and just be a little bit more like in the moment, stop running three different, like a drum beat, a conversation and the trying to write my script while I'm also in this conversation, you know, like, why should you stop? Well, I think it's like, Sounds I think great. It, because I think it was holding me, I think it's holding me back from like the next level. Genuinely. I think it's, I've been a crutch. I think it's been a, a wonderful crutch. It got me to where I had the weight, like right here at shoulder level, yeah. but I'm not going to lift the weight over my head unless I like progress to like the next sort of way of being, which is being a little bit more in the moment, being, letting the the ideas come to me out of a 
me feeling them in my heart, like emotionally, as opposed to running, like running the numbers in my head, you know? Yeah. That, to me, that's what you're doing. Like, you that's know. like how you work with your girlfriend when you say like, you're more strategic and you're like, this needs to happen, which is a great way to be also because right. you need that. Like, yeah. like I'm horrible at structure. So right. I need to work with somebody. If I write a script or something, I need to be like, oh, this is, it's like, cause I'm only running on like feelings or like dialogue or, or but that's the, the good like, stuff. Oh, whatever. But you need to pl- plug it in so. a certain way. Oh, okay. Well, that's I nice. think the structure is sort of like, um, oh, I wouldn't say, oh, anybody can do the structure because it's not true. It's definitely some muscles that need to be worked out. And yeah. I'm like co-writing on a feature, on actually two different features with two different writers who are very good and very talented and they have the, the brains for that stuff. And I'm just like the... The, the idiot like riffing on things and that sounds you know, great it is wonderful yeah. I've learned so much honestly if I don't know how to write after all this then I'm then I'm truly gonna move out of town get out of Tinsel Town gonna have to leave town um, move back to Florida move back to Florida oh god um, but wait what's the next level oh just let things come to you intuitively and then it's like okay well it's I just understand. yeah sort of like That's you know take in a lot of stuff feel stuff about it, come from that place as opposed to going like, hey, this would be cool. Yeah. Uh, and like forcing it. Not really forcing, but I know what you mean. You, I get it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, wait a minute. Well, it's like I've done a lot of music videos and that an aspect of how I've gotten anywhere with videos is um, coming up with visual, hopefully innovative ideas even. Yeah. And so... That for on on the bad side of the spectrum, it's it's gimmicky. On the good side, it's you know experimental and exciting, right? And you, you know? generate so much. Don't you make a ton of stuff? I have done a lot of stuff. And your yeah. OK Go video, I oh, mean, cool. that video, it's so beautiful. It's so cool to watch. And I'm friends with Tim. It's so funny. Oh, and are I, you? I really, I'm like I'm like amazing. And, you know, Tim is so funny. He is so he's funny. He's like one of the funniest guys ever, and he's not a comedian. It's so interesting to, when you meet a really funny person, but they're a musician. Absolutely. Yeah. Fi- and he is astoundingly he is funny. So funny. And then you kind of remind me of him. Okay. Just like I'll in your that. sense of humor, where it's just like you're really sharp and like you'll, you'll say a thing, you're like, and you're, you're oh, like, really? what? Oh, my That's God. a huge compliment. Yeah. He's a, an amazing person. I actually just wrote like Tim Nordwin. I just wrote Tim, no, with a period. Anyway, Tim, Tim, no. no. I was wondering <laughs> what that was. I was no, like, you shit, were man. Not. No, you did not. She was like, Tim, no. <laughs> I remind myself to never t- remind her. Never talk to this guy again. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, how did you come up with the idea for that? That's a what, what the fuck video. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. WTF question mark? WTF question it. mark? Yeah, right. They, I mean, basically, I came out to LA. Didn't really know like how to become a director or anything, but I was so I was editing, and I edited on something that Tim was in. He happened to like ask me to at something else that he was in. And then next time I think I knew we were like hanging out. And oh, meanwhile, I was editing some music sort of promo stuff for this other director who, and I kind of got to see how he created treatments and like what kind of ideas like hit, you know? And so I started just kind of thinking about ideas and running a different a track in my head, honestly. Like, so like at the end of like a few months, I had like a hundred ideas in a folder for music videos. Yeah. yeah. Just like weird visual ideas. Like, what if you use green screen this way and you cut out the shapes that way and whatever, all these kinds of things. And so I ran into Tim one time. Um, I had just shot some like live thing that was lame or stupid, but he didn't know that it was stupid. And I, it made me sound cool. And he's like, you should pitch us a video idea. And, you know, we were having Pinkberry and I was like, 
And then basically I, I was like, I am going to do that. And, you know, yeah. I pitched him and I, so my, he's, he's like, the only thing is we have no money. Oh no. And so I sort of sent him some ideas that were like no money ideas that were, were not that good. Honestly, right after I sent him, I was like, Hey, what? cause I thought to myself, like, what am I doing? This is okay. Go. I have this other idea. Yeah. They, they could make it good. You can't just send this idea just to anybody anyway. What am I doing being apathetic just because he said we have no money? It's, it's really dumb. I'm shooting myself in the foot. So I sent him this other idea, which was like, we're going to keep all of the frames of video on screen the whole time. And that's what the idea is. And that's saying it that way. You're, I don't even know how they understood what I was talking about, but they like they were like, yeah, let's shoot it. We like this. And so... That's how you did that? Can you, can you explain to my listeners? Because I, I won't do it justice. Uh, what I'm talking about or what the video, video is. Yeah, it's just because... Well, it's, it's just a weird video because it's like a white... It looks like a white psych, as they call it. A white what? Um, it's it's like the background is white yeah. and it's like a white studio. That word psych means like... It's like cyclodrome or something. It's, cyclodrome? That's yeah, because the basically the wall behind it curves as it, at the corner. Instead of having a corner, it curves to the floor. So there's no shadows. Okay. Um, so there's no shadows, and that's like appealing for filming stuff. Uh, anyway, anytime you've seen like a Target ad or anything else where it's like bright and white in the People background, are like jumping around, they having filmed a great on time. a white psych cyclodrome, a, a white cyclodrome. So or whatever the word is called. So anyway, we filmed it on that. It looks like that, but then they start moving and they leave like a trail. Uh, it seems like a trail of colors that yeah. just runs, and it's one cut. It's I mean, it's one take. One take. You know, so exciting. It was exciting. We did 125 takes. You did? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about OK Go. They made that video good because they are so diligent and crazy. Like, I feel lucky I had this idea that when I was running tracks in my mind. Uh, yeah. What directory were you working for when you were? This guy, James Frost. James Frost. Okay. Yeah. He's not I so love many his poetry. People. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who is this guy? No clue. Robert Frost's yeah. uh, stepson. Very no. cool. In any case, he made, he actually made um, Coldplay's yellow video. Oh, which was like, what's his name, running in slow motion on the beach. Yeah. And it was like the first video where, that I'm aware of, I think that everyone's aware of, where they, his his mouth is moving in sync, but it's obvious he's moving in slow motion. Interesting. I'm going to check and that so, video like, out again. And that's the kind of thinking that, you know, definitely like influenced me in a way to like oh. come up with ideas that are like this, but that, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, so you. So yeah, I made that video and that, Definitely was a, a cool thing to have started out with more or less with videos because then, you know, I got other people were like, we want something outside of the box. And yeah. So it's been kind of like a nice, fun excursion. Rune 5, Dua Lupe. How do you say it? Dua Lipa? Dua Lupa? That's really funny. I don't know how to say You don't say how to say You don't know how to say Gigi Hadid. That's so funny. Listen uh, to you trying to say Dua Lipa. You're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're a baby in the woods. <laughs> I am a baby in the woods. Oh, man. I am a baby in the woods. You've just been born. That's really <laughs> oh, great. I really wish. Oh, God. Can but, you imagine? Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Where to go now? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, here, I mean, sorry. I pretend I'm developmentally challenged here. I mean, maybe I am. But, okay. How did you do one take? How did you get that effect? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I just yeah. don't understand. That was well, so, so beautiful. Yeah, it looks like they leave color trails, but it's actually their bodies. They happen to be wearing colorful suits. They're wearing colorful suits. And as they move across the screen, you see suddenly, basically, I think we filmed 24 frames a second. You 24 know, frames right? a second? Because that's typical, like how film works. You know, it's 24 frames within a second. Any, I don't know this. So in this case, if Tim Nordwin sw- swept his hand across the screen, you and within one second, you get 24 hands left. You know, like... What do you usually shoot when you when you shoot a video? Absolutely, twenty four frames a second is like how is the is the frame rate that mimics like old film. So we all our eye loves that. Okay. If you watch like ESPN, it looks kind of a little bit ugly. It's because they shoot at sixty frames a second. It looks like why? Why it do looks, they do that? Because they want the motion to be captured, oh. like in higher def. But it also looks fucking awful but the, so to why our do you, eye. Why do you get that effect though of the like the like, oh in the video? A, yeah, um, because basically. So it's not actually on a white psych. It's on green screen. I just turned the the screen the green white. So because it's on green screen, I'm able to like frame for frame the computer can separate their hand from the background. So that's how you get the effect. Uh, Four hours later, wish I'm still <laughs> turning around my brain around this. <laughs> oh right. god! It's kind of like you have to see it. So I know what I'm talking about. I think. Uh, okay. You know, like, um, so basically, just keeping all the frames. It's really a stupid idea. No, I mean, it's a, it looks so. It's like yeah. I was like, I want more of this. It's incredible. I was like, I can't believe I'm so riveted by a music video because usually fun. it's like I'm not. You know, like yeah. Um, but uh, it is kind of a weird one. Like it kind of just keeps going as like a visual experiment and starts looking like a Japanese game show at the end. It's just what I want my life to look like. I think I did. I smoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, not to try to sound cool. Like I'm so cool because I did a drug one time. But uh, I smoked a DMT and it, did you? I did. I did. <laughs> you simply must try DMT. You simply must try DMT. <laughs> I've actually never tried that one. Well, it looks except my experience the second time I did it oh, yeah. was exactly like very similar to your video. No shit. Yeah. Except yeah. Anyway. So that was but, a good uh, one. Good experience. It was a good experience. I heard it's good. It scared me for some reason out of that one. You know what? I tried. I did it from a, what I like doing was I used somebody's vape pen. They had a DMT vape pen. So cool. Which, I mean, it just made it easy. No fuss, no muss. Anyway, it's okay, true. so you're, you're, a little, you're like a little, little you in Florida, mm-hmm. right? Living your life. And then you're like, I got to get out of here. Why? Right. What are your parents all about? We're all over the place in this podcast. Oh, yeah. Style. Well, I mean, basically, like, it's kind of interesting because I think my parents accidentally raised me to be an artist. You know, um, like my mom, before I was born, when she was younger, she was like a painting she was really into painting and she also taught painting. Yeah. But it seemed like she made a decision at a certain point that was like not going to happen. And, you know, when I told them I want to be an artist when I grow up, you know, I definitely kind of got pushed back. Oh, you did? When I don't want to bad mouth my parents, but they're not listening. We kind of, it's kind of like they're not going to. They, are they listening? Maybe they are. They, my mom will listen. Hey, mom. She listen. now is totally on board with stuff that I do, but like oh. it took a while. Um, well, because you're making money from it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it involves famous people. I'm I'm getting on podcasts. Yeah. Like it's popping. It's popping. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw you talking to Danny McBride in that thing. She must have been uh, very proud and Walter uh, yeah, Goggins. I don't know if I ever showed her that one, but what? Like, I'm sure but but when I send her like videos I've done, like yeah. the Neon Indian video or like the Maroon Five one, I, I noticed my, when I went home for the holidays, my mom had written down the lyrics to those. Songs songs handwritten and she like it was just so sweet where did you put them on the fridge like she had them on a desk somewhere and i found it and i was like oh that's so sweet like she's really just like and you know how your parents i don't know how your parents are necessarily but like my mom in a certain way she's she's like a she's on the team you know yeah. she's like on the she's on the your committee team. yeah so she 
is like writing down the lyrics to songs that I didn't write, but I did the video for, and she's like wants to like understand all of it. That's and beautiful. It is really. It yeah. Is. But yeah, but when I was a kid, they didn't like that. And in fact, you know, sort of like, I don't even know why we're helping you to college or anything, if this is what you want. And, yeah. you know, so I was pretty apathetic, honestly, um, growing up, I think as a result of sort of like messaging I got from them and like what angry about it. What My dad's a doctor and my what mom. Kind, what kind uh, of doctor? A pediatrician. And he... Um, he did some really amazing stuff. Like he was basically involved in getting like an early version of Obamacare for like, you know, kids in Florida. And he works a lot with like technology dependent handicapped children or challenged, physically challenged and mentally challenged kids. So he's a great guy. We get it. I mean, I know it's like, I'll, I obviously don't care about helping people. I'm just doing like stupid videos. You're entertaining people. You're trying to solve the questions of the world. You know, the existential questions of everybody's soul. Well, I mean, ultimately, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do or at least just sort of throw my hands in the air and, in a certain kind of way and yeah. say, point at some questions, maybe. I hope your finger heals. Thanks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Perpetually pointing. Perpetually pointing. To somebody like, this is, yeah, you're looking at me like I'm sort of like a I'm with stupid, like, <laughs> T-shirt right now, the way I'm oh holding my, my hand. It's, it's, a, it's it a great look. I feel like I just have to do a bit of a photo shoot after this. Yeah, more true. Of, okay. But wait, so what does your mom do? She uh, never had, like, a proper career. Um, she raised us, and she... Basically has done, she's like volunteered at camp. She's, she's a part of like a uh, thing called Plowshares, which is like local farms that, you know, get, do food delivery to people and all yeah. that stuff. Anywho, but they're not really artists. My dad, it's interesting, my dad's colorblind and largely and just, you know, has like a, not a very like tuned in aggressive like idea about art. My parents aren't really, I think, necessarily comfortable with art yeah. in a weird way or being artists. And so I kind of had, I think I was just a black sheep of the family. I sort of broke out of like Catholic, whatever, oh, upbringing in Florida. And Catholic? Yeah. I mean, they're, they've definitely like eased up on that in like the last 10 years with all the stuff coming out of the Catholic church. But yeah. Did you ever go to church though? Oh yeah. I went every Sunday. You did? I, oh yeah. And Sunday school. And I was also an altar boy. You were? Yeah. And it was not, I was never on board with it from the beginning. Yeah. Like I remember being like eight or 10 and going to a confession oh, and you know th- what confession is. Uh, yeah. I've heard of it. Right. <laughs> you go uh, and then you go and then you talk and put through the screen to a, a priest presumably. Yeah. And like, I made something up. I, what was, I was eight years old. What was I going to admit like the darkest crimes? And, and then he, and that's so why I lied. And then he gave me a couple of prayers to say or whatever. And then I was like, so that's it. Yeah. It's like a game kind of. And I don't know, just from that, I just tuned out. I would never listen. I never read the Bible and I was not into it. And now I'm not religious at all. Um, I'm anti-religious. You're anti-religious. Do you have a sister or brother? I have two brothers. Yeah. Are they like, do they know, get you at all? Do they get you? Oh, definitely. They yeah. do? Yeah. We're on the same page, but um, I mean, I'm the only one like say, you know, trying to be out here and doing stuff. They're all in the back on the East Coast. But Yeah. Do you want kids? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, It's my neighbor yelling at us trying to ruin this podcast. What is, are you serious? I don't know. I don't know. What is she saying? Unbelievable. Who knows? Anything would be, it's just irritating. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, this neighborhood. It's really funny. <laughs> oh, I should meditate today. I don't think I ever meditate. 
You think you should meditate I today? I should definitely meditate today. I've been today. thinking about getting into meditation. Like, um, most people just, just think like, it. I find it really um, aggravating when I try to do it because reference the conversation about tracks. Like it literally, for me, it means that um, literally every two seconds, every three seconds, I'll just have a thought and then I'm telling myself, don't think about that. Yeah. It feels like torture. It honestly. feels like torture. I just don't know that that's what I need, but I like feeling just sort of like maybe if I put on a sound, you know, yeah. like one time oh. there was like an airplane passing over uh, where I was living at the time. And like that sound, that slowly descending like note, I was kind of like this is great. feeling it for like a minute. Yes. You know? I really like, I was like on that airplane too as a part of it, which was unintentional, but I found myself kind of like yeah. being, all, all I was really tuned in on was where that airplane was in the sky. Yeah. And I wasn't really trying to do all that. And I felt like, oh yeah, this is meditation. Okay. I get it. That's so crazy because recently I've been doing this. I'm not looking at my phone um, to find out what's going on in the world. But uh, I, uh, uh, I've i been listening to this lately. Oh, God. Like different like Delta. No. What? Alpha and Delta beats or something. Or what? what is it? Oh, God. Uh, oh, man. Recent. You should get on those. Um, oh, this is ASMR stuff. Theta? Theta? Uh, waves? What are these? Brain waves? Hmm. Where it's like, where it's like. This is some dope brainwaves. <laughs> I think it's relaxing, okay? <laughs> it is relaxing. It sounds wonderful. It sounds a little bit like a cool like 90s video game, but it also sounds... The podcast is just that's a bit much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, oh that God. feels a little bit like... Um, yeah, I, I I would really enjoy that, but I would enjoy that as music or I would respond to that as music. It's hard for me to go, oh, that's the experience of meditating. Yeah. Because for me, meditating, I think, feels a little bit like somehow you have to be, I don't, I don't mean have to be, it's, it shouldn't feel like something's being enforced, but it seems kind of like the purpose is to just feel your feelings and yeah. be where you are at the moment and, and you know... Think, yeah. Nothing about the past or the future or right. probably you're supposed to just be in the moment. But you're not supposed to beat yourself up either. You're supposed to be like, oh, fuck. I don't it's know. Hard to it's, do that. it's hard to do that but because I have a hard time quieting my mind. But I think I make myself suffer. I feel like you don't make yourself suffer. You just get more creative. Right. Which sounds great. Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like, you know, I have friends with kids and I hear about like friends with kids, how this this couple they make parenting look like a nightmare and yeah. their kid is a nightmare. <gasps> and they, one of them thinks you should never say no to the kid. And the other one says you should and just things like that. Right. Yeah. And there's this other set of parents and their kids are a, a delight and they've been maybe for who, who numbers, what knows what number of reasons. But one of them I noticed is that they, this is going to come back around to what we're talking about. Like one of their, they, uh, they sort of, fuck, Makes sense. Makes sense. But like, basically they redirect their kid. And this is a thing that I, I, I allow myself to do with my own mind, which is their kids getting upset about something and they, now they won't eat their food or whatever, their dinner. Yeah. And they kind of go, well, do you remember that thing earlier with aunt so-and-so or we went to the park and that elephant. And next thing you know, the kid's been 
the sort of they, their sort of attention has been redirected, and they've forgotten that they were upset. Yeah. And now they're eating their food, and you know, there's this kind of weird feeling for me where the, that first couple, I feel like one person would think in that group, it's the thinking that we must confront this problem. We must push against this problem, like pushing a rock up a hill. And the other group, they kind of go, like, let's not make this a big deal. Let's just change this, the subject, but more or less. Oh, my God. Huh. It's crazy that you're, you're saying this. Because if I feel like if I were... Not to interrupt you, I hope I have... No, I, that was... Uh, this is shocking. Okay, so I feel like if I were a mom, and when I talk to other people's kids... If I had a baby and the baby was crying, I that's how I would go about it. I'd be like, oh my goodness, blah, blah, you know, and just change the subject and get the brain in, in a different zone and, you know, whatever. I could totally do that with a baby. Yet in dating, right. I'm the other couple. I'm the like, no, we need to talk about this well, forever. Okay. And I that's can't true. shake it even when we are done talking about it and we've moved on and been happy. Then I go back to it because I'm just like, I have to, it was unresolved or it happened. But I can't I, stop. I would listen to that. I mean, like, really? I'm saying, like, don't you think it's you better know, to move forward? We talked about, like, I was saying, like, you can't agree on something. Do you light a candle and you're going to talk about it all night? And like, I'm not a fan of that. Sometimes I just kind of think, like, well, we're going to get we're going to get to where this is something we agree on at some point. Yeah. We're going or or we're gonna like understand each other better, like the nuances and we're gonna have to be okay with that. But sometimes I'm not really like a fan of making a big decision like when like I feel like a lot of people feel this pressure, like I must know this now and I, I can't move forward yeah. because that means I don't respect myself or whatever. Or but I'm, for me I little feel a little bit like fuck that, you know, like I don't really care about making big decisions or making big, like, sort of clarifying, like, pronouncements. I feel like a lot of the time doesn't really, doesn't not, does not foster success for the the thing you're hoping for in your heart or the relationship or the whatever. So, because I feel a little bit like, you know, there's this sort of like, it's all like kind of a dance, you know, yeah. and not a bullshit dance, like a real dance. It's like, oh, it always has to be in movement towards, there's usually something bigger than what that, that, that issue usually is not the biggest thing. And you can accidentally cause an issue to become uh, an issue for other things in your life. Uh, if you make it something you can't move past, then now you've allowed, say, someone's, Someone's not willing to pick their socks up off the floor, right? And you've turned that... Now that's ruined your whole Sunday because you've decided that it will, you know, in a sense, by having to make it be about, you know, this conversation and clarifying the small point. And so for me, I feel a little bit like I'm not going to let the socks, like, take away my Sunday. I'm taking back Sunday. You are uh, taking back Sunday. <laughs> hey, did you know you were going to get that? The, no, the, I, did I can't not. believe you. Unbelievable. That was terrible. No, it was fantastic. Oh I my should god. Should be deducted points. No, wow. this is. Oh my goodness. I wish I had a I prize to give you. Twelve <laughs> listeners. No. The, all um, twelve listeners. No, that's fantastic. But that's like in a relationship. That's like being the better couple that you prefer with the baby. That's like going. Hey, why don't we go do this thing? Or like, let's yeah. go to remember that wonder, you know, or just yeah, as opposed to yeah, it's interesting. It's just so bizarre. Like I think I know everything. I think I have all the answers. Or I'm trying so hard to like know all the answers about how things are supposed to go and relationships. That's important. That's but, so good. But at the same time though, I might not and to let go and go with the flow. Right. Well, I'm it's so just confused. being caught. It's like you know, how much do you want to be caught like up in something? Because for me, sometimes I feel a little bit like, wow, that that's the thing is really important to me. But like, again, I'm not, I don't know how to move forward in it. 
And now I'm just going to shoot myself in the foot. Because it'll be exhausting getting this, the talk about the socks. Yeah, I'll lead just to... reach a point of inertia, and that's almost never good, except for when you're meditating, I guess. Um, what'd you do with Gordon Ramsay? Oh, yeah, I just shot this thing. Uh, it was basically what is called branded content. Love it. Yes. Does it pay? Content. Yeah. It was Fantastic. Paid. <laughs> Definitely got paid to shoot a thing with Gordon Ramsay in well, New York at well, a restaurant. Oh, it was really? really fun. Does he live cool. in New York? I think he lives in London, and he. I was afraid of sh- working with Gordon Ramsay because Why? we only had like three and a half hours of shooting time with him. He's coming from one thing and going to another, oh. and do you know about him at all? He, he follows what? me on Twitter, but I think uh, he follows Amazing. everybody on Twitter. Okay, I don't know. Cool. I, was, I, thought, I thought it was very cool. Um, it is very cool. He probably uh, has a lot of followers, and uh, so yeah. you're an influencer. Oh, I don't know about uh, that, but uh, God, I love him. But he seems yeah, scary. Yeah, actually, I love him. He seems scary. I'm, I, I've noticed that none of my friends watch any of his stuff. I brought him up to a bunch of friends, and they're like, oh, yeah, he yells at people, right? And I was like, yeah. Oh, your friends are so cool. Real. Yeah, they're, they're, they're super so cool. cool. They can't be bothered watching yeah. stuff. But, like, basically, he does seem to have that reputation, but I like him because on his show, it becomes apparent that he didn't... He's act- he does actually care about these people. He goes. He seems, seems to try to, like, get his hands in, like, rectifying, like emotional problems between people and then that changes how they act and then he cleans up their kitchen and teaches them how to, a new menu or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I am not a foodie. I'm vegetarian. I don't feel like vegetarians can really claim to be foodies. I don't even like the word foodie. So, you know, yeah, that's great. That. That's fine. If you yeah. can't call yourself It's that. a terrible word. It's the worst it? word. I yeah. just don't like it. But yeah. Right. But so I don't watch the show. Be, I don't really like watching cooking shows, but I like his show. I like those kinds where uh, I like reality shows where things get fixed and repaired and stuff. Not Real Housewives? It makes you feel what? Yeah, like, I don't know. It just makes, it's satisfying. Like, I watched, I like Hoarders. I liked, you know, um, I liked the Cesar Milan show about the dogs, the one that where he's like, he's like, somebody shows up with this dog that's untrainable and it's biting their thing, whatever. It's all these things are happening. Yeah. And every episode, what happens? It's a dog and its owners. Who learns more? The, the owners. The owners learn everything. The yeah. dog is a dog. It's, it's not a like dog. He learned like when he snaps his fingers, one thing. But like it's always this weird like mind trick where it seems like it's a show where how are they going to train this yeah. impossible dog? And then by the end, you're like, oh, the owners were dipshits. But What do the owners learn? Like patience and like... Uh... It's usually... Um, well, Cesar Milan, it seems like he's all about like dominant so it's a little weird to me but like he's always kind of like set the ground rules stay consistent they can't cross this line you know it's like that kind of set the rules and stick with it this is the schedule this is what happens and then the dog suddenly does seem to stabilize within that and stops jumping up and knocking their tv over or whatever yeah and that's the same with those shows about like nannying i don't know if you ever watched them but i love shows that tap into like psychology like hoarders and yeah. nanny 911 and that's this, another one where they literally this british woman is, i don't know what the name of the show is there's two of them you said nanny 911 and there's another one no called like nanny 210 whatever okay uh like the please cut it out <laughs> no. where the parents like learn everything it seems like they have these untrainable kids but the parents learn anything. anyway gordon ramsay he uh, I was just a, fr- it's just a, it was like a small gig, go to New York, shoot a thing. And he, he was, he's so like intimidating, but I just How tall is he? He seemed like he was like six foot, foot five. Oh, really? Yeah. So next to me, he looks like a, the Jolly Green Giant, but like he, 
you know, I just didn't really want him to smell blood and think that like I didn't have like my shit together for the shoot. So yeah. I just over prepared and like mapped out not only what the shots were, what the order of the shots were going to be and what we're doing within them, but how we're moving from one shot to the next and how, where everyone's going to go as they do it yeah. so that I could just kind of like call the, the, the shots or whatever. Yeah. And he was so impressed, I think. Oh, good. Which was really nice. Yeah. Um, He's a maniac. Is he a maniac? Why? Well, he just kind of came in just like walking full, full speed into the set and introduced himself to everybody. He was like, great to meet you. How are you? What's going on? Okay, Tim, can I see a script? And I, okay, what's on the script? You know, no sec, no conversation can be longer than eight seconds. Yeah. He might like Jesus. uppers, but yeah. Oh my God. Um, yowzas. Well, Okay. Anyway, we're way off track, I think, of anything interesting. That's not true. Okay, I just you tell me. No, 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 no. Okay, but what were we talking about before? I'm the podcaster. What am I doing here? Oh, wait. We were talking about OK Go stuff and videos. And all this stuff. Know. No, but, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, people, just because, this is me being a bad podcaster because I, like, uncrossed my legs and tried to get change a new position. Now I'm like... How do I even podcast from here? So um, comfortable. Is it? Are you no, it is very comfortable. Are you comfortable? Absolutely. Okay, good. I'm going to do this. Oh, wait. So what's the deal with the feature film? Yeah, I'm sort oh. of like second. Yeah. Oh, okay. So sorry. We keep going. No, what's the deal with the feature? Like, where is it? Well, you, you have some other questions you no, want to ask. No, I'll ask you in a second. But uh, With the feature film, I mean, basically, uh, we I've made this short. It's like a proof of concept for a feature. It's a pretty weird short, I'll admit. Uh, because it's a very it, it has it leaves you with more questions than answers, but it's kind of served its purpose well as a proof of concept for the feature because I've gotten to pitch it already with some great companies and we're sort of between the second and third draft of it, so that's pretty far along in the script. And that's one of the two scripts you're writing. Mm-hmm. And who are these other people you write with? Where'd you well, find this them? Is, they're just friends. I realized like uh, in both cases I've. I tapped the shoulder of two buddies who are great writers who happen to be at a moment like hungry to, to do something other than what they were doing yeah. like, at the moment. And so I just got really lucky that they agreed to like work with me on stuff, you know, and well, that get behind like working with me for, you know, months and months on writing. Well, how do you, and then how do you do, how do you deal with time management? Like, what time do you wake up in the morning and what project do you decide to work on? Like, how does that go? Like, what, like, uh, how to, like... I just work all the time. You do? I do, yeah. Like, you wake up in the morning. Give me, like, a, an example I just example enjoy of, working. Well, give me an example of, of a day. Like, just to, for creative people who are like, where do you begin? What does it all mean? Who are, like, losing themselves to Instagram. Like, how do you... Because right. you're Because you're freelance and because, like... You know, because that's something I struggle with where I'm like, if I wake up too late or I don't know where to begin and then I just go, fuck it, it's not, I get overwhelmed and I do nothing. So totally. So, I mean, I think an important thing is, for me, is that I'll... I'll watch a bunch of stuff and like not Instagram, but like stuff that's like films and TV or whatever. Yeah. And feel a little bit like, you know, like it's like eating a big meal and then some other, some weird idea will pop out of my head. That's like an amalgamation of the inspiration and things that I feel like I've seen and read and otherwise been sort of thinking about. And then, so that is kind of how that's, that's literally my creative process. It's not a very, um, you know, nuanced one. It's sort of just like eat a lot of food and 
you know. Gross. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. Gross. No, that's fantastic because I feel like I do the same thing with like like uh, Romare films or Henry Jaglum or just like weird like or uh, oh, I watched a bunch of like Nicole Halsefner. How do you say her last name? Mm, I don't know. She made a movie called Friends with Money and another movie called Lovely and Amazing. Oh, those are good. I've seen those. Just like kind of mid-90s talky movies, but yeah. I love those. Yeah. Catherine Uh, Keener. Oh, yeah. I love Catherine Keener. Amazing. Um... But yeah, and I always wonder like, oh, so this, this is part of it. Are you watching all this stuff for five? Yeah, I'll do like a movie marathon of like right. Hannah and her sisters and like whatever, like... It's so inspiring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so fucking inspiring. And but then, then like, so you get inspired. And then for me though, like there are a lot of movies I haven't seen and mm-hmm. I, I'm like not in a rush to like see every last movie. I don't think that's the assignment. I think the assignment is to get to work. And like having done a lot of music videos, it's been kind of a blessing, I think, because... There's like this scrappy. It's it's annoying. It's a, it's aggravating, but it's it's been a great you know school in a sense because basically you know you you're told in two days you got to present a concept for this artist that you may or may not like. The budget is this much, and it's shooting in L.A. or not at this time. You know you're sort of given some parameters. Go, and then you're just aware that between the eight and thirty other directors are writing on it. Yeah, and that your idea has to shine. So you're. You know, you're just using the muscles, and but the deadline is such a blessing. Oh wow, the because I would never finish anything if I didn't. So I've learned to set deadlines on on my for myself, and I have some friends who are very like product oriented about their work, and it seems really like lame uh, when they talk about it, but then you realize later, like no, that's the sort of the economy of time is like an important aspect of what you're doing as a creative person, like. Discipline is important. Tell me how that works. Like, break that down. Like, what does that mean to be disciplined and what's the economy of time? Okay. I mean, for me, it's it's an uncomfortable space. But, you know, like, there are things that we do that where we, we're, we're never going to be comfortable with, you know, let's just say you um, feel like you talk too much at parties uh, and you say too much personal stuff at parties, right? So next time you go to a party... Uh, and instead of reading 10 books about it and getting like going to 10 hours of therapy, you could just go, all right, next time I think I'm going to tell people about that story from my childhood at the party, I'm going to not. And then you start doing that for a while, right? And you learn, oh, this is a little, I'm seeming to get more eye contact at parties. And you never have the comfort of going, why shouldn't I talk? You know, you may, may or may not have the comfort of knowing why you should or should not talk about yourself at parties, but your life is working, right? So that's, to me, what setting uh, a deadline for oneself and sort of thinking about a film that you might be inspired about. You might, this, you might want this film to be the best fucking film you've ever seen. You want it to have everything. You know, it's a short film and, and it's a documentary piece and you want it to make people cry and you want it to be this, that, and the other. But you also go... I'm going to do it in one shoot day. I'm going to spend two weeks editing it, and that's going to be it. I'm going to spend no money on it, or I'm going to spend $200 on it, whatever you... So there's all this kind of... The stuff that you're not comfortable with, you're not comfortable saying this this thing that I want to be so amazing and to like open people's eyes to the world and blah, blah, blah. It's also... It feels weird to kind of go like, yeah, I'm going to do it for peanuts. I'm going to put it in this box, so so to speak. So like I... I have done that. Like I basically have told myself I'm going to not bring up, you know, childish childhood stories at parties. And in a sense, by 
the way I, tr- I handle my art. I, like, I, I'm not sure why. Are you, am I making any sense yes, if I, I brought this it. around? I love this so much. Okay. Keep going, please. Um, yeah, so I'm just saying that, like, you know, it's not necessarily comfortable, but just kind of a part of being an artist is, like, staying alive and surviving and getting things done on time and, and getting paid for them or what, or not losing money on them or whatever. And so I think that for me, that assignment requires putting things in boxes a little bit and sort of saying like, when I'm, um, when I made that film, I was like, well, I'm going to shoot this film this summer. And I didn't have the script done yet. And it felt a little like bullshitty to do that. It felt like a little bit arbitrary and artificial, but by the time it was done, it was like, no, this is how you get things done. There's so much of like setting a deadline and then improvising the shit out of everything until you get to that moment. That is all we, we, that is the assignment, you know? Set deadlines and goals for yourself and then meet them. Yeah. And that's, did you really have a thing at parties where you'd reveal things about yourself? No, it's not me. No, but other people. Are you talking about me? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. No, I mean, I definitely, I've had, yeah, my things where I kind of was like, you know, um, there was like one party in LA early on where um, it was like a bunch of friends who smoke a lot of weed mm-hmm. and sort of, and I saw I smoked pot at the party and I felt a little weird halfway through the party. Like I was getting a weird look from a person or two and my girlfriend was like, you smoked too much. You are not making sense and people are noticing and they're weirded out by it. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought I was kicking ass at this party with my friends. And, you know, that was kind of amazing because it's sort of, I had to just kind of go like, hey, that feeling when I think I could smoke pot at a party, I probably can't like every time, you know, or something. So that's just an example of like, I didn't necessarily emotionally understand the full picture as to why, but I was willing to just kind of go like... Noted. Yeah. Don't do that. Take the note. Right. Take the note. That's just an interesting way to live life. I feel like I, I, I feel like I could benefit from living life like that. Like if I just... In a, in a, oh my God. Well, it That's could like be easier, right? It can be... E- oh yeah? No, it's like... I mean, do you drink? Sure, not? yeah. You do? Yeah. So I feel like if I were to not react to every little thing, get mad and mm. feel like I, like everything is like an attack on me or, or be vigilant about certain things or just like, totally. if I were to just like to not have an expectation in every moment or like, right. I don't know, my, maybe my things are a little bit more broad and existential or something. Yeah, it's maybe. Like, when, like when you're talking about like, if you're bored in, in, ten, in 10 minutes, like, Right. I do panic and suffer over things like that. Like, what is this all about? What does it all mean? Like, isn't yeah. it supposed to be like this? It's not like, so it's kind of hard with me where I feel like, but I would love to write a list for myself being like. Here are yeah. the important things. Here are the important things. Right. Don't, it does kind of come down to what matters. What matters. Don't smoke pot at the party. Set deadlines. Don't, for one month, don't initiate a fight, even if you feel like you're completely in the right just to see if you can do it so you can build that muscle and that's like ultimate strength to be like unaffected by anything and then see how you feel a month later. Right. If you don't like the person that you're trying not to fight with or if you grow or you learn patience and you realize, fuck, it was me all along. I don't know. Just to like hard, fast things with the deadline thing. It's so interesting. I think that's good. I think the other thing is, is you're setting a goal or a deadline and the other aspect is sort of setting one that at first that you can achieve. 
Yeah. Just give yourself one that's like a low hurdle. You're going to jump over that hurdle. Yeah. Because it's just nice to complete the circuit of like, I set the goal, the deadline, and I achieved it. Yeah. I did that one thing where I, I like played at the local bar or whatever thing, you know, it feels like unsatisfying maybe as an overall sort of artistic aspiration, but I think it's important to kind of complete the circuit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's an interesting. That's like a whole, I mean, that's what I'm going to take away from this podcast. I mean, that's like a, like a, that's like funny. a life lesson or some kind of like beautiful thing. Hmm. Um, that's cool. Well, how do you balance like having deadlines and doing all this work and working all the time being in a relationship and I it always comes back to that for me because it's you know I do like to talk about love and dating and feelings and all this stuff and whatever and how do you live with someone and make time and carve out a space for yourself how do you do that well I mean I'm not very good at it yes, I don't think master. I don't think I'm a, I, yeah, I'm a complete asshole I think that I'm not great at like turning it off the brain of like whatever running through all the stuff I'm trying to do and letting it go because like every day in this world of work, I'm not going to say the word industry. It's like it's there's just disappointment as a part of it, or sort of setback. You know, there's also you know great news every day and and inspiring things, but inspire that one little setback is the th- hard for me to like not let that play as like a huge massive thing. You know, like what's a setback? Like a show not going or something? Yeah, or sure. Like, or I don't know, like. Right. I mean, that that's a big one. I would call that a, you know... Have you pitched shows before? Um, I haven't really properly pitched shows, but I did shoot a TV pilot this year. Oh, you did? Yeah. What was that? It's with Liz Carey. You yeah. did? Yeah. Oh, my God. You directed her pilot? Her pilot, yeah. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, which was amazing. I was so honored that she brought me in. Oh, my God. And Wait, she's awesome. She is so funny. She's yeah. been on this podcast before. I saw that. That's, I have to listen to that that's one. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. She's cool. Uh, yeah, I saw that you guys were connected somehow or yeah. something. But I think she's so funny. And, you know, anyway, just projects like that, that, that was probably the, the most exciting thing I did this year, honestly. Oh, wonderful. Like shooting a, a pilot for Paramount Network yeah. with Liz and like a great bunch of people that were involved. But in any case, you know, like there's that, but then there's also this other thing where, you know, something you didn't even really want, but you spent a day working towards it and then you turn, you were told, uh, they changed their mind. They're not even doing the project. Yeah. You know, that happens every day. Yeah. Um, so I guess the point being that we, you know, how do I balance it? Like, um, I think that there's like an aspect to like just deciding like who you'd want to be in a relationship with the person who's like, um, not on, not obsessed at times and super inspired or someone who's, you know, emotionally available at, at most of the time and sort of has, I don't know. I mean, basically I'm in a relationship with somebody who's like, okay with me being a little crazy. So I think that is a very lucky thing that I've fallen into. And so the, and the crazy part of you is that you're a little bit emotionally unavailable when you go towards your projects. I th- or I mean, like she allows you that it's space. Just like, it's really like, oh, not. I'm actually not so bad that I'm so emotionally unavailable. Yeah. I'm just kind of working a lot. Yeah. I'm just spending a lot of time on it. Like I get up at 7.30 or whatever, 7, not too early, not too late. And then I'm just sort of hit the ground running pretty yeah. much. And then it seems kind of like I take some big like evening break, but then I'm sort of like back at it even late at night a little oh, what bit. Oh, time do you go to bed? Like four? No, not. I try not to do that anymore, but like yeah. I was doing that for a while. 
going to bed at four, going to bed at two, but now it's more like I go to bed at like one. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? Oh God, I don't know. I wake up at like uh, seven or eight and then I'll go to bed at like two, but now it's getting earlier. So it's midnight. I don't know. It all depends. Right. I yeah. just, I'm I'm learning that like sleep is great. Um, you know what? I heard it's good for you. I, I, I know it's good for my mood and all the things. Yeah, but, uh, I like slept really well. Do you ever have those like sleeps where you wake up and you feel happy? Oh, because you slept. Or, like there's this weird thing. It, it happens to me like twice a year. Yeah, where I'll literally wake up and I'll just kind of almost feel like laugh. Like I, I'm like things. Everything's funny. I just feel so like you know. It's like you ate a really good meal and you feel really satisfied. God, I want that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, God. it's really worth striving for, even if it like, took you like a week of setting your alarm for when you're going to sleep and like getting yourself on some crazy schedule. Just to have it, it's really worth it. Maybe that's what death will be like for me. It will. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, God. You'll just be laughing. I'll just be laughing. You'll be such a good mood. Like, wow, I'm so happy. Definitely um, a good mood changer. Um, if Okay, so oh, then what's this documentary you made? Um, and who was involved with that? Some fancy Ed Norton? Oh, yeah. What the hell is that all about? I know. Excuse it's so me, strange. we're podcasting? Could you please, please keep it down up there? Can you please keep it down? We're podcasting can up here. Can you guys here. hold the work? Hold the work, please. What is Flying that Flying in, stepping in. Oh, I don't know. God, exactly. <laughs> right. It's um, pretty good. I have no idea what that sound is. Mm. It's just always happening. Whenever it does, I'm usually alone. And I'm always like, what is that? Yeah, that's a like puzzling sound. Friend. It yeah. sounds like a bell, right? I don't like it. I think it's like some kind of like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Surveillance or something? What? I don't know. I think it's just some kind of like... Um, Detector, like you walk yeah. past it and then it beeps, or like somebody it opens the door. Annoying detector, like, really annoying. You just walked by here. I don't like it. We know it. We know it, and yeah. I don't want to know. Okay, so yeah, what was the first thing you did? Oh yeah, it was like basically a friend and I were embarked on making a documentary about what? About three people with gross jobs who love their jobs: an embalmer, a septic tank pumper, and a bull semen collector. Um, they're just. People with jobs that are like absolutely bonkers, crazy, seemingly to us, and they're gross, and they're dealing with extreme things. And um, what's so this called? Dirty work. Dirty work. Yeah, and basically, my friend knew Ed Norton and was and sort of showed it to Ed. And how, Ed, does, how does he? How do you know Ed Norton? So random. Yeah. Well, they're both from the same area. And oh, wait, is that true? Well, I think they knew each other through school and stuff. All right. And then he basically kind of got on board to like sort of shepherd the project, as they say. As they say in Tinseltown. In Tinseltown. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Wow. I said that so lazy. Oh, God. The way, the way that, that word came out of my mouth was so... Really, really a deep cut. Um, I just yeah. my teeth with the But it was basically a film about three people with gross jobs who love their jobs. And, you know, they have like sort of eccentric like passion for this work. The bull semen collector was like when he was a kid, he was like, he had rabbits that he was like breeding when he was in his like parents' garage in New Jersey. Yeah. And he, he would like document their mating rituals and he could still like recite that one, that ritual or the ritual of like Siamese fighting fish. And uh, so wow. he's like a, you know, I mean, he's like a little crazy. I mean, he's not like a pervert or something, but what he does is more or less get like a bull and a cow who are in heat, get between them when they're about to like, do it and Collect he has semen. this thing where he created that's called an artificial vagina it's like a pvc pipe with some like rubber silicon stuff in it and he oh. like catches the semen and like, yeah and people invest in it like it's a prized racehorse so it's how all modern like meat is produced really how all modern meat is produced yeah like legit it's absolutely a part of the food chain wait a minute but he breeds them 
No, no. he's just paid to be like the 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 facilitator of the breeding. Like they take that semen and they and, and they take the eggs of some prize calf Jesus. and they put those together and inseminate 200, 1,000 other surrogate calves. So what made you and your friend want to do this documentary and then where did it go? We Edward just wanted Gordon? to make a movie. We wanted to make a documentary about some like interesting... Yeah. It was originally the idea was like odd jobs. We're going to film some odd jobs. Yeah. And then it's sort of like morphed into this thing about like a little bit of extreme gross jobs, but you really spend like five minutes like laughing or at the like extremity of it. And the rest of it's like they're, they actually have like insights into things that because we don't want to do this work ourselves, yeah, they see things that we don't about like the landscape of life and society and whatever. And so that film we got, you know, that was like film school for me, basically. I didn't go to film school properly, but That's like the first we, thing you did. Yeah. We like shot it and I edited it and, I actually did the music for that too. You did, yeah. And uh, but I brought in some some friend musicians who were like phenomenal to like they really made the score good. And uh, we got lucky that got into like Sundance and some festivals. And where can people see this? It's on Amazon. It's on yeah, Amazon and stuff like that. It's on a whole bunch of these. It's probably on iTunes and. What did you say that is going on with uh, Vimeo that all my friends are complaining about? Vimeo is doing some weird thing. Oh, yeah. Where, what is this that they're they're like taking down video? I don't understand what's yeah. happening. I mean, basically Vimeo, I guess, doesn't have like a contract with like, you know, all these labels uh, and people like me, directors. I was told that I can show my work. If I directed a Maroon 5 video, I can put that on my Vimeo. Yeah. And in fact, I did. And the then I got a notification that was like, you know, copyright infringement. And then I was like, well, I directed it. And then Vimeo came back with, oh, that's right. You directed it. You're good. So, but now more recently, I've gotten a few more of those hits. I've gotten w- far more that I countered and they came back with, you're right. It's been, you know, solved. Yeah. But now three strikes and I'm, my Vimeo has been like taken down, which is too bad because I have a lot of little things on there what that the I, fuck? you know, whatever. It's like a community. I, I was sort of feeling like, I don't know if Vimeo is, in the wrong, I think they just aren't big enough to have all these w- contracts worked out. Like, yeah, they're not like YouTube where they have Jesus, YouTube is trying to take them down. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I mean, in a lot of ways, YouTube is better, also. Yeah, it's true. I mean, basically, but, it's like a huge community. Their like videos look better to me for secretly. Like, YouTube's the, really, yeah, I they're, like, their was compression. More... Oh, really? Whatever. Yeah, so if I put like a nice video of mine on. Both, it'll actually look better on YouTube. How interesting! But or, I feel like highbrow directors always use Vimeo because the background is nicer and it's more aesthetically pleasing absolutely. on Vimeo. I feel that way still, but yeah. I don't have a Vimeo account. I'm glad we're like you know just pulling out, pulling back the veil. Nerding. This is like this yeah. is important stuff. People need to know the difference That's between true. Vimeo and uh, and uh, whatever. No, this is, real talk is like secretly. I think YouTube is doing a better job of all of it, but Vimeo has the name of like coolness. That, yeah. You wouldn't want to be like, yeah, check out my YouTube. As a director, honestly, you wouldn't yeah. oh, yeah, you go right. check out my Vimeo shit. But I wonder, oh, because maybe YouTube YouTubers have uh, sullied the... Sure. Or the talent that comes out of YouTube is so irritating and, and not great. That, well, it's just uh, like you're just among, as they call it, user-generated content. User. And it feels a little bit like, would I see Christopher Nolan's work next to uh, whatever? <laughs> I mean, That's so funny. I mean, so that's right. that's the aspiration, obviously. So, yeah. you know, as a direct, film person, you want to be like thought of as a somebody who who who's worthy, whose work is worthy of the big screen, you know, or of something. Um, when people ask you, like, if somebody were to ask you, like, oh, what is your like, what are you trying to say with your work, or what is your stamp, like, how people know it's your work, like, 
how would you describe it? I don't know. know. I, mean, oh, I don't me know either. if I really should say. Like, I thought, yeah, it's probably lame. I asked that and then I'm like, wait. That's lame. I just don't know if I could say because like, oh, you know, ideally I'm just somebody who, you know, I feel like the, the art of being a director is really about like tone setting. Oh, yeah. And film is such a weird thing anyway. Like, you know, what is a film? You watch a thing and it makes you feel a lot. And then you're done, you know, and there's like an aspect to film that to me feels a little bit like an elaborate like hypnosis uh, thing where you you watch and you believe you buy into these characters in the story that are actors on a screen and film sets and all that, you you know, the disbelief thing. But I mean, it's beyond saying, oh, I suspend my disbelief. No, you hypnotize yourself. You go by the end of this movie or you like want these two characters to be your best friend and that they get together yeah. and whatever. And there's, that's just like, I feel, I feel like the, the assignment of a director is to, um, get that stuff and like create stuff that, uh, has like in a, a very specific tone that like works with that. And the rest of it is like, whether it's picturesque or user generated looking is really meaningless, honestly. And you, you work with so many like incredible comedians and you're so funny and like your whole world seems like the comedy scene. It's like, that's, you know what that's I mean? Funny, like, yeah. So I just like th- comedian people as, as friends. I do. Oh. They're just interesting. And like, I just, it just happened. It's not like I really I'm not, I didn't targeted think, them. I didn't think you targeted them. I would never say that. I didn't think. I mean, I stalked <laughs> them a lot, but other than that, I didn't really. Well, yeah, but how did you get so involved in like in the comedy world? And also do you direct a lot? I mean like the, Oh, the Danny McBride thing. Was it Walton Goggins? Uh-huh, yeah. So funny. Yeah, I, have amazing. A, I have his whiskey on top of my fridge because I bought... Oh, I want to try. It's like Mulholland whatever. I didn't realize it was his until my friend said like, oh, it's Walton Goggins. Yeah, for thing. sure. I remember when he came out with that. Oh, really? How long ago? Like in the last year or two. People love him. Yeah, he's, he's a, a really he's sweet guy. He's a good guy. guy. It was really great to be able to just work with them for a day and yeah. improvise scenes for the thing we did. So They're just, so funny. Just to tell my audience, like, so they are... There was branded content for... Oh, what I did? Yeah. Yeah, it was a GQ thing where they were already doing a photo shoot for Vanity Fair or something. Or, no, I'm sorry, for GQ. Yeah. And they, uh, and they were in these, like, absurd get-ups. And we were basically... I was just sort of brought in to, like, improvise a bunch of video content, which sounded so, you know, sort of... Like, I've been the director who had the photo shoot be coming into my set. Oh. And that feeling of, like, it's like a, a mosquito. But you're also like, of course not. Like, I was always nice to them and said, like, I know you need to get the stuff. Let's make sure you have time. And they always had to say, like, and we're going to make sure we're not going to take up too much of your time with your priority shoot. Yeah. And so now I was the guy to be like, hey, photo oh guy, I'm just going to be this dork here making these stupid videos. But we had so much fun. That was all improvised? It was, yeah. Oh, my God. And then you're in it, too, right at the end. I know. I didn't mean for that to it's happen. Adorable. We just didn't have anybody else. It's really it's funny. Not, well, it's incredible. It's great because they just, like, shit-talked me. It's really funny. But did you... So, with the, with, okay, so tons of comedian friends. You've done, like... Oh, my God. The Brent Weinbach. Brent Weinbach oh, yeah. and Doug Pound, like, the uh, whatever it was, knocking on the knocked. door. Like, knocked. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. And, by the way, everybody, everybody can find all this stuff on your website. Oh, right. That's true. Say your full name so I don't fuck it up. Tim Nakashi? That's right. You did Nailed it. it. Okay, I was a little bit shy. I don't wow. know. It was my Gigi Hadid. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, but, man. Uh, whoopsies. Uh, That's going to be the lead in oh, to this God. whole clip. I, you know, me if, saying that name 10 times if, the wrong way. If I edited this podcast that way, it would. But I'm just going to just, I'm just gonna put, all, put it all out there. Just all sloppy. But, um, oh. But is your feature, Time is a Place, is that going to be funny? 
Or well, there is an aspect of kind of like unsettling comedy to it. Yeah. It's more whimsical too than the short. The short also has like an aspect of sci-fi, which I abandoned for the future. You did? I did. You lied to me then? I watched the short film and I'm like, what's going to happen? I can't believe well, it. Well, it's very <gasps> much the same sort of situation. I just decided to get rid of some of the like pseudoscience of it. Instead, it's psychological. Okay. It's like surreal. And so, which is more exciting to me. Oh, um, okay. Instead of science, it's more psychological. Yeah, there's surreal. no part where there are like wires and stuff. Where so they're hooked up. To, oh, okay. So it's just more of like, it's a thing that's happening. And the explanation is, again, I think more psychological. Oh, interesting. And, but yeah, I mean, there's, there are some funny little asides in it, but it's not a comedy. It's a thriller. When are you going to shoot that? Well, as soon as I can. So yeah, I'm so basically hopefully pitching soon. Yeah. I'm um, just trying to finish the script and make it right. And then... You know, I've got some interesting people that are saying they're excited about it. So we'll see once they see uh, how brilliant, of course, the script is. Oh, so that's what you're, you finish the script. And finish then you a brilliant script. Yep. Get it out to fancy actors who will attach value to the already incredible script. You got it. And then, you know, your manager, you know your Tinsel agent. Town. Tinseltown. Do I ever, Tinseltown baby? Talk. What? Tinseltown talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's a knee slap for you guys. missing it. <laughs> Wow, that was bad. No, um, I thought it was pretty good. I it was pretty good. Anyway, um, anyway, oh my God, what, yeah. else, what else do we need to know here? Oh my um, God, I feel like uh, I'm so low blood sugar now. I don't me know too. This, I don't know how this I'm happened. I'm a little hungry. I'm it's starving. Good. It's a good feeling. There's my rose quartz crystals over there. Oh. Well, what's next, Dream? What, what are you excited about next? It seems like you're doing a bunch of things. Yeah, I mean, really, it's finishing the script and getting it turned into a movie. It's like the dream. I mean, if I can do that, I'll really feel like, you know... Tinseltown loves me and I can stay. Maybe I can move out of my apartment to another apartment. We'll want, see. And maybe you do want kids. Yeah, for sure. I can move on with my life. Five-year plan. What's happening in the next five years? All of it, honestly. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I sort of would love to just like pull out all the stops and see what it looks like, you know? We're talking marriage. Yeah, marriage, kids, kids. movie, Hollywood, um, dog. traveling, dog. Do you have you a cat know? person or your dog person? I'm not really a cat person. Okay. Are you a cat person? I don't have a cat. Do you see a cat here? No. No. Okay. I don't. I do like cats though. Are you, you do like, I like cats. I just like animals, you know? Of course. Yeah. I love animals. I just find cats to be a little selfish and like bizarre. Just awkward. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, oh wait, going back to the original thing. Uh. Okay. So what's important? So what, okay. So there's depth. Mm-hmm. What else is important and maybe should be important to me and my listeners that, that are like non-negotiables. You like yeah. a complicated person. Depth who, and chemistry, top two. Depth and chemistry, top two. By far. Okay. And I really think the rest of it is like, who gives a fuck? Really? Kind of. Depth and chemistry. I mean, what else is important? Are they, do you need them to be funny? No. No. Do you want them to be, do they need to be? Trustworthy? Okay, that's that's a good one. Trustworthy? Trustworthy is, in the, is right in the top three. You, I couldn't do without trustworthy. Um, you said you like a little bit, a bit of complication or they can understand you, you being complicated and maybe they're a little complicated. What about that's true. What but about, again, I think that is not always a good thing to look for. What about communication? Um, Fuck that, I guess, really. It's like we'll figure well, it out Well, I do later. think that's when you get into this ter- arbitrary territory of like, are they meeting my standards of communication or are they just meeting their own? And like, am I almost looking for things to call them on that are sort of just like, I'm setting this whole relationship for a failure. If I'm saying they must be great communicators, who's a great communicator? I am. Are you? I communicate too much. Is that, is that great? <laughs> it's not. Shaking my head For your now. listeners, you are shaking your head no. I well, mean, I mean, look, you communicate too much. I mean, you know, 
that I think that you are just like a truth seeking person. So you, you probably don't communicate out of, you know, I'm waving my uh, splint in your face. I'm saying you probably don't communicate out of anything other than a desire to connect. So that's a good thing. So you're probably not an over communicator. You've just been led to think that by some real assholes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. And also, how do we meet? How did we meet? Yeah. How do we even know each other? How are we here together on this couch? And yeah. I feel like it was like six degrees of Katow, maybe six degrees of Jason McDonald. Oh, I barely know. I only met at that party. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. In real life. Yeah. He's good people. Yeah. I mean, is there any, is that where we met? I suppose. Yeah. And then people were like, this guy's amazing. This guy, Tim, is incredible. And I was they like. They were like that? That's what they were like. That's what they are like. That's what the world is like. Is that and then, what people are saying? Yes. That's oh what everybody God. knows and feels. And that's what they're saying. And then uh, I was like, that guy. And then we became friends on Instagram. And I thought, that yeah. cool guy likes my photos sometimes. This is great. Sometimes. Yeah. I like the way you yeah. squinted as you said that. I mean, I love your stuff. Honestly, you do. Yeah, I, I really like that you you kind of like go into topics and go like when you were doing like the the Ram Dass thing and all that. I thought that was like fascinating. Is that a bad thing to bring up? No, I love that. I love that. That's what I was gonna say. What do you know of me? Because I don't know. I didn't um, know you knew that I went to Ram Dass with Duncan. Remember I mean, that? you're somebody who I think. If I don't know if you write, but I think you'd be a brilliant writer. I wrote a thing. I'm looking for money for it. That's what I'm looking for. Now I'm trying a to write movie? another thing. I wrote a movie. Yeah. Oh, cool. I want to read it. Does anybody really want to read somebody's script? Do you I really? Do. Really? Sure. Try you to guys, read it in two hours. You guys heard it here economy. first. He said his, he said an economy goal, a time economy goal. Is that but also, it's, it's a good way to experience the script if you just read through oh, it. Read through it. Like yeah. yeah I, um, but, but yeah, I just, what, what do I know about you and yeah. stuff? Yeah. I mean, really, it's just so much of it is through Instagram because we've only hung out a couple of times. Yeah. But you said like, but I should write because by something with a Ram Dass thing. I don't, it's just funny that you even witnessed that. That's, that oh. was like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know you. Yeah. I guess that's, that's, anyway. I mean, what, I mean, you know, why do I say that you're saying? I think that. I don't mean to, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm just, I, I now I feel awkward and I feel like I've Don't feel awkward. It. I no. think it's great. I just think that um, there is something about your like thoroughness and like honesty and the way you like, you'll, You'll explore something. You'll you'll do something. You'll apologize for it. You'll you know. There's like you're very much like. I think you're probably a very strong person because you're willing to be very vulnerable and sort of like articulate the and the, all the like you know the thought processes. And I think it's cool. Thank you. I really needed that. <laughs> yeah, sure. I was like, tell me more about me. What's that? Oh God. Oh yeah, the Ram Dass retreat. I went there like right after I met you. I think I met you around like That's funny, I think yeah. o- sometime in October or something around then. And like, and then I, yeah, ended up in uh, the Ram Dass retreat. Um, well, listen. Yeah. We thanks learned, for having me. We learned a lot of things. Thanks. I learned for, a lot. I mean, I think so. I did too. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> you wrote some things down. You I circled wrote, them. Wrote some things down, circled them, um, blah, 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 yakety schmackety, making sure I got to all of it. And uh, thank you for being on my podcast, Tim. This was so fun. I hope so. Bye. Bye.